Welcome to the Catharsis Effect Archive, a podcast about waiting through the 20-odd hours of Caligula Effect 2. I spent way more than 20 hours playing that game. Yeah, but the joke is that it's usually <laughs> 20 years of Type Moon, so... Uh-huh. I'm your host, And we can't ben. say through both Caligula, through two Caligula Effect no. games, because we definitely didn't play the first one. Yeah. I'm your host, Fen, and joining me is... <laughs> Are you okay? I woke up from a nap, like Fen rolled out of bed. <laughs> Fen rolled out of bed, grabbed a microphone. Now we're recording this intro. I'm Ben Enns, and I'm here to talk about Caligula Effect Two. I guess this is this is the future us. We recorded this episode a while ago. It was because, not its own episode at the time. <laughs> yeah, as we as we dropped in at the end of last episode, we fully intended this to be an hour. Uh-huh. at the end of yes. uh the previous episode and then we went on for three hours and so because we are monsters please enjoy uh, i didn't even have notes for caligula effect yeah none at all i know that already the existence of this episode is incredibly self-indulgent yes because uh, caligula effect 2 doesn't even have a tenuous if you look at our our list of games that we're gonna play and stuff we're gonna watch mm-hmm. there are some real tenuous connections yes that we seized on and uh-huh. are gonna do this does not even have anything connecting it to fate aside from the fact that it is also good <laughs> like some fate works i have two counterpoints yes. counterpoint one our entire podcast is an exercise in self-indulgence <laughs> that's fair <laughs> Like, like a really, really hideous one. Um, and Counterpoint 2, Caligula Effect 2, is also a Japanese game. And it's got depressed people in it, much like Fate. Sure, I guess. <laughs> I will say, Caligula Effect does have a lot of, like, cinematic parallels, so to speak, to Fate uh, stuff. It isn't connected. There are no creative leads shared or anything no. like that. With this... We did this episode for two reasons. One, we really wanted to talk about Caligula Effect, and it ended up taking over Yuri T time and being too long. We didn't want to put out a six-hour episode. Yes. Part two, uh, we're trying to build up a backlog so that we're not releasing, finishing editing episodes moments before we need to release them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, hey, this one's a, this one's a little bit of a, a break if you don't care about Caligula Effect. Uh-huh. There's going to be a lot of spoilers for Caligula Effect 2. We spoil the entire ba- the entire thing? Every single every single beat that we could think of, we uh-huh. spoil. Because a lot of them are like fun and enjoyable. So if you're... I think we say this at the top also, but if you haven't played Caligula Effect 2 or you're in the middle of it, probably don't listen to this one until you're done. Yeah. Uh, also, I know that some... I listen to podcasts at sped up speeds. Uh-huh. Uh regard regarding how self-indulgent we are in in doing this i would beg you to please listen at 1x because there's a bunch of music in here because the music in Kugel effect 2 is real good fred has essentially inserted the entire album <laughs> of caligula effect 2 music into this podcast episode in the biggest brain mo- move i've ever seen uh this might be the the one and only podcast we release is a stereo thing because uh if i can get the file size small enough i want to do that um because music include effect 2 is great uh-huh. and i don't think you'd get 
at least try it on 1x speed because the the first track coming up is real good i can't imagine doing more than 1x speed fan i know i know i the thing is alien language i can't say i can't imagine because i do i listen to most of my podcasts at like 1.5 to 1.7x i can barely understand what people are saying to me at like regular speed this is this is why also that is true and therefore i listen to like narrative stuff like friends at the table at like 1.1x maybe because i need to i need to i need that slow enough that i can like fully understand what's going on as opposed to like i listen to i listen to plenty of garbage that is just like note to friends i I listen to all of your podcasts at 1x i i promise but uh i do have a big hole for yourself right now i do have plenty of stuff that i listen to just because it's background noise uh-huh. and i i can pick up the important bits at like 1.7x i imagine listening to a, a podcast at like one and a half or two times speed is a lot like being a, a dog in a family room where your family is talking around you and you don't really understand anything but if someone says your name you like perk up the actual thing is it's just vibes right everyone's talking have a good time and you're like yeah this is nice i'm a dog yeah i mean like i pick up I pick up a decent amount of what's going on. And then whenever I have to listen to people at 1x speed, mm-hmm. uh, like listening to a stream or something, I'm like, you talk so slowly. Normal human language. Anyway, yeah, that's my that's my pitch to please listen at 1x. This episode contains content warnings for discussions. Wait, on backbone. God fucking damn it. I have a really quick Yuri tea time. Because this 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 entire a Yuri Tea Time in our Yuri Tea Time spinoff episode? Are you kidding me? I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a mistake that you left Lyrsonsky could see death. Uh, no, I added that because added this that? this episode was a Yuri Tea Time and then got spun off into it an entire episode by itself, uh-huh. which is funny. Um, so now you're holding me hostage so you could talk about Lyrsonsky again. Yeah. That's why I added it this week and not like in our next normal episode because we already talked about Lyrasatsky can see death. Yes. Um, I finally went and like I had read the first three chapters or something when we talked about it and before. You, yeah, you were um, super, super into it. And then in the past day and a half, I read the remaining 38 chapters that are uh, fan translated right now. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty good. It gets... it. I think it takes it doesn't take super long to be like oh I see what what they're doing I see what's happening mm-hmm. um but I think it took me it it takes a couple of chapters for it to get to the point where like it settles into a rhythm mm-hmm. of like oh yeah okay here is the main cast going forward uh-huh. um here is kind of or yeah it 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 goes for a very like okay here's what we're doing um the next two or three chapters are going to be about this death and then we're going to move on and then uh towards the end of the 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 chapters that are fan translated Mm -hmm. right now um kind of not goes off the rails but like complicates that in some really fun ways Uh uh-huh um so yeah it's it's good yeah excited to read more the girls have great expressions and they're all holding knives or like dangerous electrical uh implements or 
salad oil to set you on fire with and whatnot. Yeah, there's some great, great expressions. Um, I think overall, it's like a fine. I would, I would say it's like good. It's not, it's nothing special, but the the thing for me, Ben, is that there are some incredible expressions, and they happen like once a chapter. And there's a lot of like, okay, yeah, this is fine. The pitch is like interesting, but it's not. I can't follow you here, Fen. I think it's sick. I think it's good. That's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I love, I love the vibes of that thing. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this episode carries content warnings for discussions of violence, complicated slash careless handlings Fuck of topics you. of mental health and disability suicide and death i don't think it's careless careless means something different fed words mean things yeah i know ben words mean things which is why i said careless and and complicated i think it is complicated i don't i listen to the episode we have a discussion in there i still come down on it being careless at points I think I think it doesn't always handle things perfectly, but careless implies a certain level of disregard for how it's being present presented, not mistake. Yeah, I would say that there is a certain level of disregard They're for trying something, and like they don't always get it right. But that doesn't read. I think careless to me. Careless is like, oh, here's a slapdash mental health. <laughs> we you know can't have this discussion here. Because we can't talk about what we're talking about. We're talking about what we're talking about in our Yuri Tea Time and our Yuri Tea Time fan. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. This is podcast inception. Uh, anyway, please listen to the episode. This is going to be episode negative one. And every time we do one of these, we'll add another negative episode. Oh, that would be funny. I think it's it's going to be episode 22.5. Uh-huh. Anyway, please enjoy past us talking about asmr mics that might actually be it at the end but please stay tuned no, for keep that at the beginning you should keep that one at the beginning it's okay needed. please stay tuned for this whole episode is already fucked are us talking about asmr mics and then video game and then caligo effect 2 which is a great video game mm-hmm. is that all what you don't want to throw your outro in or something like that I think I do say one day let's meet in the, in the digital sea at some point during this episode. Don't so. I scold you for it? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't a proper episode. It's although, a... Although there is a digital sea in this. Yeah. Metaversus. Mm-hmm. Metaversus. Yeah. Metaversus. Welcome to Yuri Tea Time. Are you recording already? I just started. Oh, jeez. Fuck. Are my levels good? Do um, I need to get closer to the mic? No, I think you're good. Do I need to put the whole mic in my mouth, Ben? Yes. Ah! Please do. It's ASMR, fan. I still haven't. I meant to look up the mics with ears on them. I'll send and you didn't. What was it called? I don't know. You're the one who brought them up. Okay. It's a Newman KU100 dummy head microphone. It is the one that I'm talking about. Here, here. I'll send you a link. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Ah!
Let's see. It's $9,000 on daleproaudio.com. Why? How? I... Hmm. What's up, Ben? The... Huh. What's wrong, Ben? I don't like it. Well, I think you should check out the data and diagrams panel. Data and diagrams God, panel. There's so many fascinating data and things. Diagrams. Maximum SPL for the THD 0.5% with pre-attunation. <laughs> Measured as equivalent EL input sign. What? None of... Ben? None of this makes sense. <laughs> okay, the height, width, and depth do. Now, I was hoping that under accessories it would have spare ears, <laughs> but it does not have that. <laughs> accessories? What kind of accessories are there? Oh, a bunch of, like, cables and stands and... <laughs> and earmuffs. And ear... Oh, because, yeah, you need a windscreen. <laughs> For the ears. That's very funny. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, that's fascinating. It comes in, like, a metal case. Oh, yeah, because it's a $9,000 piece of professional equipment that VTubers yeah. are licking. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, The other one that is not as good that I've seen is the 3DIO, mm. which has ears. 3DIO. Oh, no. Ears, but no head. Ben? I like this even less. Oh, check out the omni-bioral microphone. Because uh, it's got inner Oh, ears. no. Now you say you like this less than that. No, I hate this. Now, here's the thing, Fen. These are only $400. Yeah, that's way more affordable. It's way more affordable, Fen. I don't... Oh, oh, that's fun. The Omni microphone, though, with the with the many, many ears, that's $2,000. Okay, that's a lot. Um, It does come with a just kind of a, a woolly cap that you stick over it. <laughs> for, which, like a nice warm shower cap? Yeah, uh-huh. It's like some kind of, like, lament configuration of ears. It sucks is the thing it's not good the pro okay okay the free space pro 2 bioral microphone that's also two thousand dollars but you can get it as low as seventy dollars a month with a firm phone the the thing is ben is that uh the pictures that they have of people actually using this are just like the shitty look the shittiest looking white dudes you've ever seen out uh -huh. in a forest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I don't think it mentioned ASMR is not a stated use case for any of these. Yeah, all I'm saying is show me a VTuber avatar licking one of these <laughs> ears. The product photos. Yeah. That's they know they have to know what it's being used for. Um yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they've got to have figured it out at some point. Uh-huh. These are interesting and also... It's a whole different world, Ben. Yeah, a world that... the Really, it's just the omnidirectional one that is hell. It's miserable. You're fine with the other ones? 
they're they're fine. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's yeah. I mean, they're less sorry, they're not fine. <laughs> uh they are less disturbing than this monstrosity. It's pretty monstrous, like okay, describe it. Cause we've said we've said talked around it, but please okay. describe the ears. There are four plates uh-huh. making a square. Uh, on each of, or like, yeah, using using cardinal directions, there's like north, south, east, west. Mm-hmm. There's a plate on each of those. Each of those plates has two ears. Ears which look as if they've been frozen in carbonite or something like that. Yeah. Like like you sliced off Han Solo's ears and some other guy's ears and just sort of stuck them to plates together. Uh, and they're, they're facing outward. So the like, yeah. Um, which I guess makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's really just the the shot of under it where you see all of them sticking out. Yeah. That is just, it's very uncomfortable. It's pretty grim, fan. It's not good. Also, it just looks so funny yeah. in this photo that they have of it, like, you know, four chords coming out from it into a mix amp, I'm assuming. Uh-huh. Um, and just, like, in the forest somewhere. They're all inherently funny-looking pieces of equipment is true yeah this one's just also like a little horrifying yeah uh uh-huh why are we actually here ben um i i don't know apparently to talk about asmr heads and ears uh welcome to yuri tea time you think they got a microphone that's just a loose ear oh no ben (laughs) ben you didn't have to say that well i'm just curious like a loose ear on a stick. Ah. No, thank you. You don't want that? No. I, I guess the thing is that you'd need to record one ear at a time. Yeah. Uh real quick, Ben. Yes. Um this the uh 3DO. Mhm. That's a game console. Oh, it is 3DO. Like mm-hmm. 3DIO sound.com. We are yeah, currently experiencing a small delay due to high volumes of orders. Ben, that's all the VTubers getting them. I hate this. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess, like, yeah, please shop shop responsibly. Don't buy the $2,000 one or the $9,000 one. Well, Fen, there's a real difference in sound quality if you get the $2,000 one. Is there? Yes, there is. <sighs> Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, actually, the the the... 399 one does look a little little lacking in uh in features you got to check the stats on them fan yeah you got to know how many megahertz they have mm-hmm. how many decibels can they do mm-hmm. what kind yeah what flavor of course mm-hmm. can they do texture too ah <laughs> i don't know why i reacted like that to texture and not flavor <laughs> uh well, the thing is, flavor, you really can't get much flavor with your ears anyway, but you can get the texture of a VTuber's tongue. <laughs> it's probably pretty plasticky, I would say. How long, Ben, yeah. until someone sells headphones... That lick your ears? That lick your ears. <laughs> I really... This is the natural extension of VR. Yes. Is ear a VTuber... Headphones. A VTuber uh, holding you gently in her lap and uh-huh. uh licking your ears yes uh-huh uh-huh this is the I future can't... that liberals want <laughs> <laughs> i can't 
I can only imagine fun. You like you have to record that along with the the video, right? So that yeah. means that there's a microphone with like a bag <laughs> in it that you stick your tongue into to move around in order to program in or synchronized ear licking. I think it might be like like you you do video or you can do video and voice acting separately. So you record the audio of what you're going to say and then separately there's a different machine where you have to like play back the audio and sync your ear licking to uh-huh. when it when your it's appropriate yeah uh-huh. 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 i hate you this <laughs> how did we get here you brought up the headphone the microphones oh did i yes you did why did i i don't know <laughs> You, dear listener, probably have a better idea of how we got here than we do. I I made a joke about it once forever ago. Yeah, I meant like today. You brought me here. I know, and I don't remember how or why. Anyway, why are we actually here, Ben? To lick each other's ears. You can't see the eyebrows I'm doing. I can. I'm I'm not going to lick anyone's ears today. Ben has other
Okay, since Ben apparently doesn't know why we're here. No, I don't. I forgot. We're here to talk about Caligula Effect 2. Ben, that doesn't have anything to do with Yuri. That's not Yuri. Yeah, there's there's really zero Yuri in there, huh? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, well, unfortunately, the section has already been named Yuri Tea Time. Well, here's the thing. So... Even if the things we're talking about is not Yuri... Us discussing them is Yuri. The Yuri we were referring to is the act of two girls speaking to each other. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh. You and I passed the Yuri test. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I would say also that, like, hmm, let's see. Caligula Effect 2 is a fascinating game. It's like if Persona had gay people in it and didn't suck so bad. Yeah. I think... <laughs> Partially because the lead, the director, the writer, lead right, writer, yeah, the scenario writer, I scenario think. writer, uh, worked on Personas one and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it makes sense that it has kind of that lineage there. I'm gonna start off with we don't have notes because we didn't go into it being like, oh yeah, let's end up recording a spoiler cast on this. But I would like to just kind of talk through some some of what happens and dive into characters a little bit the characters that we care about at least okay okay tadashi satomi was the original scenario writer for the first two persona games mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and some other stuff and then went on to make not much else and then caligula effect and then caligula effect too yeah i haven't heard great things about Caligula effect, effect one. one. Yeah, 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 but it seems like it has a very similar plot, just less refined. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I saw enough people uh, on Twitter that I follow and are like running some of the same social circles as us that I was like, oh, this looks fun. What shoutouts to Kim and Olivia? <laughs> Kim, Olivia, uh, and I think Amir as well. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. I think all three of those but uh yeah click effect 2 is we talked about blue reflection they live in the same place in my head because uh-huh. we started both of or they're I, not very similar they're not at all similar they are jrpgs they're both jrpgs they both have the problem of if you do any side quests you're going to be over leveled for uh-huh. the like main okay. s- game Ben, but tell me what Caligula Effect 2 is. Okay. So it starts with you, the player character, mm-hmm. showing up in front of uh, a, a creature that calls itself Regret. Yes. Uh, it's a girl. It's a girl. She got uh, like fun wings attached at like wings that um, wings in a halo uh-huh. that are like artificial artificial she has a belt on she has like ceramic wings and like a neon halo that attaches to her like it rules yeah, like her it's... design rules i'm gonna say go look it up if you haven't played the game because it it's a great design mm-hmm. i love the idea of like oh yeah i wanted wings but i didn't like have them so i i made a thing that like mm-hmm. gave me wings but anyway oh we should say big spoilers for caligula effect we're just oh, gonna yeah. go through the whole game a little bit not yeah this now don't worry this isn't going to be quite as detailed as the way i go through something like tsukihime no but because we don't have notes because we didn't we didn't walk into it we we walked into it with i did at least the expectation that it was going to be good Mm -hmm. because a lot of people that i respect and um 
said it was. Uh-huh. Uh, but did not walk into it going like, okay, we're going to need to podcast about this, yeah. so I need to like take notes and stuff. What is our podcast for except for us yammering? Yeah, we love to yammer. So, so you show up yeah. in front of regret. You show up in front of regret, and she says something, but it's basically like, hey, welcome to Redo. Uh-huh. You had regrets in your real life, and now you're here, and you get to retry your life, mm-hmm. basically. That's the basic pitch, is everyone who's here had something in real life that they they wanted to do differently. They had regrets. Mm-hmm. And now they're here, and they have... In many cases, um, or in some cases, like a more idealized body, mm-hmm. um, or just like, oh, I there were things I wish I could have done when I was younger. So now I'm younger and I can relive those lo- years of my life. Yeah, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And critically, they don't remember anything about the outside world. Yes, they think that this is the real world. Yes, it is not. No, you. So, I think you get here, re- right? This is a world, the real world, is a is a world with uh, virtual dolls. Virtual dolls? Virtual dolls, yes. And those are basically Vocaloid. Here, yeah, the pitch is Hatsune Miku is here to kidnap people into her private virtual world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the, I don't, there, it is, there are many references made to the first game, including a couple of characters who show up uh, who were in the first game. Uh, neither of us have played the first game, but yeah, this is basically, yeah, Hatsune Miku, um, but also she has a, not physical, well, yeah, I guess Hatsune Miku does have like a hologram body uh-huh. sometimes. In the, she, she manifests in the virtual world as a physical thing. Yeah. But not in the real world. Yeah. They exist in like a, yeah, it's weird. It's like VTubers are positioned, or VTubers, that's the next frontier of this. Um, Vocaloids are positioned as gods, basically. Yes. They exist in a virtual space created by the collective unconscious of humanity. Yes. And are able to pluck human minds from their bodies and put them in virtual worlds. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and (laughs) They're not supposed to do that second part, though. Yeah. Um, so... Also, critically, no one has any power to stop them. Yeah. (laughs) Is this the thing? I think, like... They must run on servers or something. I think that they exist in the collective unconscious now. I don't think you can delete them once they're made. Fascinating. That's unfortunate. Because <laughs> the yeah the the first game, from what I hear, um, there is a virtual doll who's trying to save people by building paradise, mm-hmm. and she is can only be countered by a different virtual doll and getting together a bunch of humans in her virtual oh, world yeah yeah uh-huh. so to talk yeah. her down not even to defeat her to talk her down from her plan uh-huh. uh-huh the thing is is that you like when you go to redo mm-hmm. or in the first what was the first game's uh area called mobius mobius which always makes me think of the evil within uh-huh uh-huh uh your consciousness goes there the evil within 2 is a good game your body does not not the first one Oh. yeah yeah so um, you're in a coma in real life yeah which is yeah uh okay so regret tells you all of that mm-hmm. and then you go out and hey you're a high school student yes 
and you're going to class. It's one of those blank slate protagonist kind of vibes, you know, where yeah. they just they don't have you can pick a boy or a girl. A boy or a girl. Their regrets are never stated and they don't have well, much of a personality. You get to choose your you get to choose your regret like broad strokes. You, you get to pick a a vibe for what you're regretful yeah. about. I don't remember what the choices are. Neither do I. Mm-hmm. Um but okay, so you're going to class, something happens. Uh, a big crack in the sky happens. Oh, right. Uh-huh. And then you get attacked by uh-huh. or the these creatures humans start transforming into creatures here's what happens okay let me let me go over big crack in the sky shows up we see regret and her musicians like getting upset because another virtual doll has invaded. right so that's worth saying is virtual dolls are like vocaloids in that they need people to program them to to sing songs yeah (laughs) and so it's like actually the musician who's creating the music Uh uh-huh and the virtual doll is just fascinating yeah Voice virtual doll performs it yeah yeah um because they're not human they, they can't don't have like their own creative impulse i guess yeah uh-huh so the protagonist starts having dreams of the real world without realizing what that means right right uh-huh and nightmares mm-hmm. and they are distracted they get on a tr- sus- very suspicious looking train <laughs> uh-huh. uh, on the subway and then a ghost starts talking to them <laughs> Oh, right, right. Mm. right. They flee from said ghost and then are attacked by a bunch of students who have transformed into monsters. Yeah. Mm. The designs are not The monster design is terrible. Um, Also, the models look just awful in this game. But it runs really well on the Switch. Yeah, we did both play on Switch. There are a couple of times during combat where, particularly with later characters who have a bunch of, like, explosion effects, Uh where it chugs... But it's like, it's fine. It runs pretty well. Yeah. It does, in, in general, it runs pretty well. Um, yeah. So you get attacked by these things, and what? The virtual doll shows back up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And helps you transform. Yeah. Her name is Key. Uh-huh. But, like, the Greek letter, Chi. Like, like, like a key blade. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> for, for you Kingdom Hearts heads out there. Uh, not like a keyblade like a keyblade you know and she takes up residence inside of you yeah she she has implanted herself in the protagonist's soul and uh. bo- like bonded with her body uh-huh uh this is the point where key's kind of like so why are you here mm-hmm. and you get like a vague i think you get like two two kind of layers of choices that are like oh yeah like here is kind of the vague outline of my regret mm-hmm. um which is interesting yeah and then I, you never say anything else yeah about uh-huh it. So, yeah, Key wants to destroy Redo and bring everyone back to the real world because she is Mew, the Mew, 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 the Virtua Doll from the first game, the one who created Mobius. Key is her daughter. Yes. And she's like, my mom's reformed. She's not doing this anymore. This isn't her. People are going to blame her. And I'm furious at regret for setting this up. Yeah, Key's there to clear again, her mom's name. <laughs> again, hundreds of people are falling into comas throughout the world, and no one has any ability to do anything except for a rogue, unreleased Virtua doll that escaped in order to do this. Yeah, I think her release got canceled because of all the uh-huh. uh, uh, like stuff around Mew. But that didn't stop her from going into someone else's virtual world and wreaking havoc. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. And then we meet our first... Very, yeah, very soon after that, we meet our first party member, whose name is Gein. 
Mm-hmm. And he okay. rules. Uh-huh. Do you mm-hmm. want me to do names English style or Japanese style? I don't I said Notogin, but in English style would oh, be Gin Notogin. Yeah. Uh I don't remember anyone's last name. Okay, well I have PBH. a list. Uh partially because the the English translation drops last names. Uh-huh. And it's like, well, oh yeah. Just... Gin always sticks in my head because uh his friend um Kobato always calls him Notogin, like as in one word. Huh. Uh, in the um, in the voice acting, it's all voice acted. It's really nice. Uh huh. Do we want to talk through what each of these characters' deal is as they show up? Um. Or do we want to basically let Let's just do a broad gist. Yeah. Uh, of the the plot. Well, okay. So you okay. find Gin. Okay. Uh, you I run away. Just give the the outline. We can talk. Oh, about the okay. Um. Yeah, well, so basic order you get them in is Gein Sasara, who is great. Love her. Uh, you fight the boss of the dungeon you're in, mm-hmm. uh, whose name is Mashi- Makina. Makina. Um, he doesn't want to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all the musicians also, interestingly, kind of have regrets, uh-huh. even if they're here more willingly. willingly. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you then... Then They're here out of greed. Everyone else gets pulled into regret from hearing regrets. They get pulled into redo by hearing regrets music while having experiencing a regret. Yeah. Full thought. So Saras, well, yeah. So they don't I know don't, that they're do, getting pulled in. I don't know that Gein says why immediately. So is like, oh, yeah, actually, I was like, I lived a happy life. Um, I was just like going through some old photo albums and experiencing a little... No, she doesn't say Diaries? that. Diaries? No, no, no. She says she doesn't understand why. And then she's like, oh, I guess my, like, someone in my family, my family likes regrets music or something like that. She doesn't, she doesn't say it that obviously that quickly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, That's not until her private, her own okay. story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you keep collecting party members and defeating musicians. They form uh, a group called the Go Home Club. Yeah, which is is cute. Yeah, it's not an official club, but uh, uh, and also importantly, everyone has an ability called the catharsis effect. Yes, which is a great name, and also I don't understand why it's not the name of the game. Uh huh. There is never a Caligula effect is never mentioned. Yeah, right. You so you collect party members. Um, everyone has a transformation. Everyone has a fun transformation. They get like speared through with crystals and like flowers start growing out of the hole in their chest. Uh-huh. And, like they get a weapon and all this stuff. Some people like like uh, Marie, a character you get way later, just no longer has wrists. She's yeah, like has, her, her like, jacket like, burns open and there's no nothing inside of it. Uh-huh. She just kind of has like gloves that hold guns. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I like a lot of the transformations. Uh-huh. Again, the models look terrible, but the sprites are incredible. Yeah, great sprites. Because uh, it's a, like, yeah, the the cutscenes are kind of visual novel style of, like, mm-hmm. uh, lower third is, um, is like, a text box mm-hmm. with a sprite. Uh, some great sprites. Mm-hmm. He makes the best noises. <laughs> I'm really glad that it's voice acted, if only so that uh, all of the noises that she makes come through. Uh-huh uh okay so you beat a bunch of dungeons yeah beat musicians up in them we'll go through that in a slightly more detail yeah. and then um then you beat the second to last musician and the world ends uh-huh uh 
you hop on Key's train and and shoot out of. Uh, turns out that at that point the head musician named Bluffman uh, decided to re re redo. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, the, they had hit the processor limit for how many people redo as a world was based on a micro version of Mobius that Mew had made. Yeah. They had hit the limit of how many souls they could stuff into it. So they were melting those souls down as like psychic material to build a bigger, stronger world so they could fit the entire earth into it. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, and you climb a tall tower, beat up Bluffman, uh, talk to regret. Uh-huh. Do you want to say this now? Well, let's talk about it later. Let's okay. go over the character. Um, yeah, you beat Regret, and then the yeah, then everyone goes home. Uh huh. The Go Home Club managed to get its goal. Yeah, there's a fascinating alternate ending uh-huh. uh, in the middle. <laughs> uh, so back like third, but anyway. Um, so do we Gein... want to talk about each character with their paired musician? Yeah.
So we would start with Sasara. Sasara is... Sasara is a nice girl. She's uh-huh. a senior. She's a yeah. third year student yeah. at this school. Yep. They're all students. Yes. Uh, she's a really nice, kind of spacey girl. You find her in the middle of the subway while you're being attacked by Makina, the uh-huh. um, musician who's an android. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and she has not noticed that the station has been cleared out. She's very spacey, doesn't know how to use technology. Importantly, another detail the musician's music can drive people wild and turn them into monsters. Yeah. So during this fight, the diegetic like boss music is playing turning people into monsters uh-huh. it's really good yeah yeah the, the combat in this game is very like it's i guess an active time battle kind of thing but it, it's a little bit like it's a little bit like transistor in that you're setting up moves when yeah. paused that will take a certain amount of time and like planning it out over a timeline yeah so each move has like wind up time then the the duration that the character is actually executing it, mm-hmm. and then cool down. And you can see forward a certain amount of time how yeah. it will play out and, and adjust its position on the timeline. When you select a move, yeah, you can you can say like, oh, don't use this until this point, uh-huh. so that like, for it instance, is- there are moves that are like, oh, does more damage to enemies in midair. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the ways you can get enemies into the air is countering them. So you can say like, and also you see enemy moves when they're preparing them mm-hmm. so you can say like oh okay in like yeah, three seconds this counter is going to go off mm-hmm. they're going to get launched in the air so make sure that this move doesn't go off until like five seconds from now so it's, that they're in midair and we get the damage bonus it's an imperfect prediction too it can fuck up and sometimes it works out better than you think it's going to yeah because of things like critical hits basically yeah so music turns people into monsters the only people who aren't really affected by this are people who are remembering their real life. Yes. Uh, they are also the only people besides musicians who can see key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's how they're like finding new people to recruit. Yeah. Is Well, talking about dreams and like two people and then, yeah, people who are listening to musicians music who aren't turning are like, oh, yeah, you're a friend. There maybe. is no concept of dream in this world. There is only dream as in what you want to do in the future, not dream what you do when you sleep uh-huh. in order to stop people from thinking about the other world. Fascinating. Sasara. Sasara. Yeah. The, the, so the dungeon is her, everyone like being chased by Makina and mm-hmm. Sasara like getting really attached to him and and being like he's kind of immature because his reason for wanting to be a robot in Redo is that he's afraid of death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh yeah, just this like this poor kid. Uh-huh. I want to take care of him. Yeah, she's like, death isn't something to be afraid of. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, which really just sets just the like tone a cool for... Naginata. She she shows up and then is immediately like, okay, I'm gonna sacrifice myself for you to uh-huh. go escape. <laughs> um huge Sasara fan. Oh, she's great. You she's don't get my f- second favorite character, I think. With most characters, you don't get their deal in the actual when in their introduction you just get hints of it and then you have to do their story separately later which yeah. is a mixed bag i would say yeah uh-huh but do we want to talk about sasara's yeah. regret yeah. yeah so yeah as i as i may have cut earlier sasara doesn't really have a regret like yeah, so she she's, claims she's here by mistake she lived like a very full life had a wonderful 86 years uh yes sasara is an 86 year old woman <laughs> On her deathbed. Uh-huh. 
Uh, and she was going through, I think it was some old diaries. Um, uh-huh. and just like, oh yeah, like that was like a fun experience. Just like, like kind of reliving her life. For a split second, she thought, I wish I could do it again. Yeah. While Regret's music was playing. Uh-huh. And then and she ended up in here. redo. And she's mad about it because she wants to be with her family. Yeah. She's on home care. Uh-huh. Because she's 86. Yeah. Like, she knows that she doesn't have very long left. Uh-huh. Um, That's and- why she's so willing to sacrifice herself to protect the others because she's like, I know I'm older than you. Uh-huh. Even if people can be different ages in this world. Yeah. I like, know I'm the she's oldest. 86 in real life and she's 18. Yeah. In re- in redo, uh-huh. uh huh. And this sets up one of the one of my favorite things about how they portray redo is like, oh, everyone has wildly different scopes of regret. Yes, like Sasara's was a momentary like, oh yeah, it would be nice to live life again. <laughs> I, um, I would like to be into the moon. <laughs> yeah, just for a second. Uh and then others are like, oh, I have experienced massive bigotry or like mm-hmm. uh i went to prison for 30 years and uh-huh. like lost my lost my youth uh-huh. um a lot of the a... wilder ones are like incidental characters yeah um but okay so uh yeah the there's a boss fight with makina and sasara is like hey yeah there's a great conversation mm-hmm. lots of good conversations in this game um and yeah and defeat Machina, throw him in front of a train. Mm-hmm. He'll be back later. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, Sasara is a really interesting character. I, yeah, she's just such she's a sweetheart. Great. You know uh-huh. what I mean? She signs all of her texts with her name. It's so cute. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, there's one point where she deletes their entire shared calendar. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> she's always got hard candies. Uh huh. And just like the first time we saw her, I was like, is she a lot older? than everyone else there's just mm-hmm. a vibe i'm getting i was like they're not gonna do that but oh yes, yeah she is. they absolutely do uh, i was like is she like 90 years old or something and i was like no 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 maybe she's like 40 or something like that yeah that was also where i, I landed pretty was much like, on the month oh she's probably like a mom and it's like oh no she's like she's a grandma <laughs> yeah <laughs> she wants everyone to meet her grandkids yeah yeah i think that's it's really cute towards the end when they get to people talking about like oh right we're gonna go home soon mm-hmm. and like what does that mean like all meeting up and mm-hmm. yeah it's it's cute yeah because they're all different people in the real world yeah they're afraid they're not going to get along in the same uh-huh. way okay
Pandora. Pandora. And what's her name? Kiriko. Yeah, yeah. We meet Kiriko and Shota. Uh, Shota's a cop. Both in world and also... pretty easy to guess one. uh, And also in real life. He is on the disciplinary committee at school. And he badgers Kiriko, who is a, like... Uh, bleached blonde hair like delinquent girl yeah i thought initially it feels like the game is like hey these two have feelings for each other mm-hmm. and it really doesn't go anywhere no. and like you could read it that way definitely but but th- also they lay off it after yeah. like the first dungeon basically yeah. um yeah so i don't think does shota have a, an opposing musician no i don't think so <laughs> shota's the only one left out that's very funny. I also he's my maybe my least favorite character. I guess Pandora, since he's also a big part of that dungeon. I guess. But, but she, anyway. she cares literally zero about him. Yeah. So Shota's a cop. He shot and killed a suspect. He tried he there was like a a criminal holding someone hostage or something and he took a shot at them to scare them and it like the bullet bounced into their skull somehow the most like wishy-washy version of the story you could possibly do uh-huh. so he's paralyzed by indecision ever since because he made a bad call once yeah and his whole life went downhill uh-huh and he's just not an interesting character no he's he's the miss he's the big miss in this yeah, yeah which is I'm pretty good considering how many characters there are in your cast in your party that like they basically land everyone. Yeah, they end up in trying to talk to Kiriko because she's having memories of the other world. She mm-hmm. runs away to a botanical garden and meets the musician who's holed up there named Pandora. Yeah. They have an incredible conversation where both of them are like, Yeah, people suck, huh? Uh-huh uh pandora really likes flowers uh-huh she's great yeah pandora's great she's got these big hippie glasses that are like tinted pink a little bit uh-huh uh and so you get to the end of the dungeon yeah well she turns on kiriko because she realizes that she recognizes she knows who kiriko is in the real world oh is that and right. tries to attacks her tries to kill her uh-huh shota jumps in the way she kidnaps shota to, to lure them deeper into yeah. the dungeon kiriko comes along to save him kiriko's a samurai kiriko gets like a samurai sword uh and, and a katana she, and a headband yeah uh the main character does a lot of damage so does kiriko kiriko she just crit. destroys things kiriko it is revealed immediately yeah is an idol an yep. ex-idol in real uh-huh. life and pandora is a uh, one of those miserable shitty idol fans who's like <laughs> idols only exist for us and if they retire they're assholes and they're mean uh-huh. me personally i think that the the thing with she was Pan- betrayed by a different idol yeah <laughs> in her mind pandora had a had an idol that she really liked and that idol had a scandal about a relationship with someone pandora's just the shittiest kind of person of like fan uh-huh uh and is taking it out on kiriko kiriko because kiriko is also an idol so who retired yeah which she sees as a betrayal to yeah. her fans because it's like oh Tragic, yeah we we yeah we invested so much in you and then you just like let us down how could you uh-huh, uh-huh. uh their conversations they fucking hate each other so much but they have like this incredible tension this is yuri to me ben <laughs> um these two are i think 
I think my favorite like musician uh-huh. character or like party member pairing because mm-hmm. they bounce off each other so well. I like Nico and Kudan too, but yeah, they're a great. Pair. Yeah, Nico and Kudan are good. This is just this is like this is the setup for a Yuri. Mm-hmm. It's just that this game isn't interested in in developing relationships that way yeah like there are definitely people who are like oh my relationship in real life sucked and so now i'm here Mm -hmm. but um yeah and also i think it's it's kind of a bummer like it makes sense pandora runs a botanical garden because she doesn't like people and doesn't want to be around them Mm -hmm. and so it makes sense that uh she doesn't show up very much in the story mm-hmm. after that but it's yeah. also kind of a bummer because it robs kiriko of her major like foil mm-hmm. um to bounce off of like everyone else is pretty everyone in the party is pretty nice to kiriko yeah a little too needy that's yeah. part that's what since you know what kiriko's regret is she was an, a child actress and an idol and mm-hmm. like feels like her whole life was taken from her by the entertainment industry yeah so she's in redo to have like a normal life and to be like a a bit of a like tr- rule breaker right yeah because like yeah her contract she... stipulated she have long black hair you yeah know? so she cut her hair off and dyed it uh-huh. specifically dyed it she doesn't have blonde hair in this world she dyes it uh-huh or bleaches it yeah which is a fun like yeah and then i think like her the end of Cesara's like kind of social link is her being like yeah like i'm still i'm still where i am i'm still like accepting that death is going to come for me soon but maybe there is worth in me living a little longer Uh uh-huh so at Um, least you could meet my grandkids yeah uh the end of kiriko's is her being like oh right like i don't have to this could also be read as kind of a trans allegory Mm -hmm. Uh, although there's also a canonically trans character in a bit that we'll talk about soon next um oh next so yeah the end of hers is like oh just because all of those things were part of my contract doesn't mean that i also didn't enjoy some of them yeah like i don't have to reject everything that i did Mm -hmm. i can i can you know go some of the way and like pick and choose which of the things that i had to do were actually things that i wanted to and which are just things that are things that i had to do and hate she has this arc of like she's kind of the group's mom right she's Uh despite being the delinquent she's the responsible one and like takes care of everyone and gets frustrated that people can't do things on her own their own and then kind of realizes well i do like i do like doing this though a little bit yeah just maybe not all the time (laughs) so sara is the group's doting on sasara Uh needs help with her cell phone all the time so sara is the group's mom in the sense that uh, she cares and loves everyone and is not she's not competent the way kiriko is though she's the group's grandma yeah she's the uh-huh. one grandma who comes in and brings you sweets yep. but can't like figure out how a telephone how a rotary telephone works because she's too old um there's there's a uh what is it wire yeah is the like lime like thing uh line like thing i said lime because i've read too much manga with lime in it uh-huh. as opposed to anyway um uh and you so you can ask everyone a bunch of questions and one of sasara's is like why do you give everyone sweets and she's like isn't it nice to receive sweets uh-huh. <laughs> uh sasara's great um okay so next is yeah. here's an interesting thing key eventually gets the power that lets her erase musicians memories 
But until that point, they're relying on pure luck to not have their identities discovered. Uh Machina vanishes after the train. Yeah. And Pandora is essentially like, I really don't fucking care what you do. Uh Uh-huh. Go do whatever you want. I'm here because I want to be alone. (laughs) Her and Hiroko have a great, like, moment of understanding each other and then say, I hope I fucking never see you again. Uh Uh-huh. Likewise. And they stomp off. Yeah. Again, perfect dynamic. Yeah. Uh, next up, everyone, like the people from the school are getting invited to an art gallery at a planetarium. Right. Uh-huh. I, the musicians is... are starting to actively hunt for them. Yeah. Basically. This is my least favorite musician, I think. Mukun. Mukun. Uh, he received a revelation from space and became an artist. Yep. As well as a musician. And has styled himself like an astronaut. Yeah, like he wears a like astronaut. an ugly spacesuit uh-huh. kind of thing. He's got like this like 
Kind of like low, spacey voice. It's, you know what I mean? He literally has stars in his eyes. Literally. Like, uh-huh. uh, his irises? Yeah. Is that the colored part? Yeah, yeah. Art, like, or I guess pupils yeah. are like starred. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Is that a planetarium? Yeah. So he's he's sending out invitations to and like playing his music at this um, yeah. uh, art show so that he can watch to see if people transform or yes. not. Uh, uh this is Gein's foil <laughs> yes because um, Gein has strong opinions about art and mukun's a shitty artist yeah i think yeah it's he's definitely... popular so people talk up his art a lot but it's like the most vapid vapid shit yeah and like you though you go through all these galleries and people are just standing there like wow i can really see what he was saying about like um the cosmos <laughs> you uh-huh. know what I mean? like yeah it definitely feels like the like entry-level art school critique shit yeah it feels like he got popular and therefore people like like that. find meaning in his art yeah. as opposed to there actually being meaning there and then he could have some marie right yes marie also isn't transforming yeah marie you meet her very very early but she also doesn't remember the real world yeah she doesn't remember the real world she doesn't have dreams but she also can she also sees key at one point i think yeah uh-huh. and doesn't transform she is like this like she's the class president i think yeah like the head of the uh-huh. class she's like this sweet normal girl yeah, yeah she's great yeah great girl so she gets kidnapped by mukun who assumes she's in the go home club which is not true mm-hmm. and everyone goes to save her uh kabato was kabato, right right is also here who's kabato's uh QP. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, yeah. Kabato's here. We'll talk about him later. Uh-huh. Um, they fight their way through the planetarium, and then uh, our, that's our first of the Go Home Club potential members who turns into a monster, right? Yeah. Kabato. Yeah. You have to fight him. Uh-huh. He has one his, point like, catharsis calm him down. powers and has to be calmed down. Yeah. Kabato is sometimes uncomfortably, uh, oftentimes comically... Uh, a huge ladies man yeah um and he has a different nickname for every single girl he meets uh uh-huh and like a lot of the time it is legitimately funny i think sometimes it steps over the Uh line into like you're kind of an mra activist like an mra guy like Like, oh this every you can like text him and most of his answers he'll like turn back on you in a flirty way Uh uh-huh i don't know if he does that if you're a boy but he definitely does that if you're a girl that would be very funny. McGean, uh at the end, yells at Mukun for being a shitty artist. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Mukun has a breakdown about it. Uh-huh. Because he knows he's a shitty artist. Uh-huh. And is upset about it and wants to be better. I feel you, bro. You're a good artist. I, I don't know if that's true. You're definitely not Mukun. Level. I'm not that bad, no. <laughs> uh-huh. So Gein yes. is a, a non-binary person who... Yeah. in In... The real world uh, presents as a woman, uh-huh. but doesn't was not a fan of that. And yeah. I think interestingly, like his, I'm going to use he him because that's the that's what he uses. That's what he uses in in redo is um his regret is that he didn't push back harder on the societal stuff around. Yeah. Like he's like, oh yeah. I'm a perfect office worker. Yeah. Like a perfect office lady. Mm-hmm. 
uh i this isn't at all what i wanted Mm -hmm. but i didn't i didn't stand up for myself yeah and so he got to uh he came to redo Mm -hmm. and like kind of unconsciously it feels like he got to um be a man be a boy be a boy Uh and it becomes it's he tries really hard he's like he's fascinating because immediately when you're like oh he's trans you're like a little wary right Uh but he's written really excellently because he is at first you're like they're trying way too hard with this he's like so he's like boys like sneakers and trains so obviously i like sneakers and trains Uh uh-huh but that's exactly what just out trans people do Uh uh-huh and that's exactly what they're doing with him yeah he's like trying really hard to discover what it is that he likes Mm -hmm. uh, and he's way overcompensating yeah Uh i think his conversations get to the reason i'm not saying he's a trans man Mm -hmm. is because his conversations get to like oh yeah i look like this but also i'm not comfortable like this either Mm -hmm. like what there's nothing and key who is also sometimes a supportive mom like uh-huh. trying her best shows up and is like uh, i don't understand i don't understand humans very well but there is something called non-binary uh-huh. <laughs> uh or x-gender uh-huh. um and that's kind of where he lines up is like oh right neither of these extremes mm-hmm. are what yeah. are for me like his catharsis effect has him he has a cool like uh crossbow and yeah. heels and uh-huh. like bounces around on on his heels and yeah he likes he always liked the heels uh-huh. is the thing yeah it's a really good they're cool heels too yeah all the catharsis effect stuff is like black and gold it's mm-hmm. very good looking yeah yeah i i really like where he ends up as someone who yeah feels like relatable mm-hmm. it's the the specifically there's a moment early on in his like side story where he goes to a, a sneaker store mm-hmm. and is like oh yeah i didn't buy anything but just to like get to try on mask uh clothing was like uh-huh. really fun yeah I'm like yeah <laughs> yep uh-huh <laughs> relatable nothing but respect for you and your journey Gein. yeah he's great he's incredible uh he's also interestingly positioned as the protagonist's best friend yeah like more than anyone else they're always paired up as like the best buds in the world Uh uh-huh this is he is he's also bisexual which is interesting yeah Uh uh-huh he notably meets my er, meets or exceeds my bar of you have to be this cool to to be a man and get me Mm -hmm. to like appreciate your character (laughs) Uh uh-huh uh yeah, he's just like a cool dude. He wants to go and eat ramen bowls together. Yeah, beef, beef bowls and but also uh, get boba every now and then. Yeah, it's he's great. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's kind of a loser, but like in a really fun way, you know. Yeah, <laughs> he's the kind of person that I would have loved to hang out with yeah. during high school.
Who's next? Next up, uh, you start getting close to a girl in school called named uh. Well, what's her actual name? That's an excellent question. Because there's like anyone with a sprite. Coco or, Yama, Mama, Yamamoto. Right. Not Mamamoto. Yamamoto. So Yamamoto Coco? Yamamoto Coco. Okay. Anyone with a sprite may or may not be a member of your party. Or a musician. Or a musician. <laughs> uh-huh. And because Coco's in school, I was like, you're going one of the two ways. You seem a little evil. Uh-huh. But you can absolutely see with her sprite with the face covered up like a bunch of times uh-huh. up until that point. So it's very That's obvious funny. if you're paying attention, but it took me longer than I care to admit to realize remember. Uh-huh. Uh I took like several she has a long, distinctive costume. long breaks playing this. Mm-hmm. So by the time I'd gotten around to this portion of the game, I did not at all remember her showing up before. Um she has like a bright pink jacket. Mm-hmm. What else? Black pigtails. Black pigtails. She, yeah. She's the next musician. She's QP. Hashtag QP. Uh, uh-huh. Great name. And a pretty good song, too. Yeah. I think the key starts with a song. That is the best song. That is the best song. It's just the best. So in combat, uh, you can call on QP to do a solo that empowers you I in the same can way. call on key. On key, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you can call on key to do a solo that empowers the play the player characters yeah. in the same way that the musician songs empower their uh, the monsters uh-huh. they're controlling, right? So usually in every dungeon, you're hearing the musician song, and all of them are pretty good. Yeah, but none of them bang as hard as uh, singy keys. Yeah, singy, uh-huh. which is the song that she starts with. She just like bursts in like really like powerfully uh, uh-huh. and. Yeah, it's sick. It's a really good song for beating the shit out of people. Uh-huh. Now, Key can do covers of every one of the musician's songs, yeah, which it's all such have a different fun, effects. It's such a fun uh, bit of like, oh, you defeated that musician. Now Key is going to cover their music instead of Regret's voice. Uh-huh. It's going to be Key's. Yeah. Oh, another interesting thing is that when you go into battle like, and the field shows up, the lyrics for uh, whatever song is playing play out on the background. It's very cool. Uh-huh. They're, in, they're in Japanese, yeah. So I can't read them, but it's I can I can read them enough to tell that it's matching the lyrics that they're singing. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And every yeah, every dungeon has a different like kind different of aesthetic. style yeah. for how they show up. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. It's very cool. It's a very stylish game in general. Yeah, or having like kind of uh blurry graphics not being the most visual high f- visual fidelity game yeah yeah they make up for it in style yeah um so qp there's a school festival there's a school festival qp is getting really close to kobato who we the the team discovered is remembering his real life but uh-huh. he's refusing to go along with the go home club because uh-huh. he wants to like get hot chicks in this world yeah he's like he's a real no i don't want to i don't want to like do stuff i just want to hang out and and pick up girls mm-hmm. uh he's getting close to coco years. yeah to qp yep uh and then it's revealed that she's a musician yep during the festival uh-huh and she admits uh that the whole reason she's here is because she doesn't want to work a day in her life. She wants a hot husband to take care of her. There's an incredible sequence uh, when, like, right before her boss fight, where 
she's like, hey, Kabato, you're like pretty hot. So uh, what's your job? What are your like job prospects in the next five years? What's your salary? It's okay if your salary is not that high right now. Take a lot of things into account uh-huh. uh, to determine. How old are you? Like In real life, how old are you? Yeah. Like I'm not, I have very hard limits on who how old i'm willing to date regardless of income uh-huh she sucks kabato throws a fit about this yeah uh-huh uh because it turns out kabato was in mobius mm-hmm. for five years mm-hmm. and that means that his body in real life was just sitting in a coma for five years yeah yeah uh and he woke he up was not a main character no he was just some faceless npc uh-huh. which he has a real complex about yeah. he doesn't even remember his time in mobius because only the go home club from mobius remembers what happened uh-huh. so he just lost years of his life and and then woke up and had a body that didn't like work because he hadn't moved in five years yeah. and so like had to spend years of his life he lost or... his youth completely yeah. uh-huh. he's, he's not that old but he's like 20 something he's in his but he's still like undergoing physical therapy and like trying to to like he doesn't have a high school he didn't graduate high school like he's yeah he's not in a great place extra furious that he's here he he's he hates virtual dolls yeah especially key yep (laughs) yeah so coco just like or qp sets off sets him off because uh, well one he feels bad about his prospects and two even though he's a kind of a playboy he's not a playboy in the same sense as she is like she he's like relationships should be fun yeah basically uh-huh and she's like i want to find a husband and never work a day in my life yes. thank you uh well i want to find a partner because uh-huh. after her boss fight she does fall hard for the protagonist yeah well Co- uh they beat her and you never kill a musician yeah but kobato tries to kill her uh-huh he takes a big swing with his like big horrible mace that's attached to a dog collar on his neck and the protagonist gets in the way and protects uh, QP. Right. Which uh-huh. uh, QP fall, t- falls in love with her. Uh huh. There's definitely <laughs> still some calculation there of like, yeah, I might dump you if if you're turns out you're not like uh-huh. at least this this good in real life. But but that was pretty fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't care what gender you are, so I guess she's bi. Uh huh. She's player sexual, but she does talk about it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Uh huh um mm-hmm. yeah where does kabato's story end up so we he, find out kabato's deal that he was in mobius in his uh in the the main plot yeah a lot of his like private story his like independent stories him coming to terms with key yeah <laughs> especially yeah you know what i mean yeah. the fact that she's trying to help and not he and also getting over him feeling like an npc yeah his, him yeah realizing that like yeah he did lose all that time but that doesn't mean that uh he can just be super angry at the world mm-hmm. <laughs> forever he kind of has to yeah yeah mm-hmm. we meet uh a couple more characters during the school festival we meet uh ryuto tsukishima uh yeah who is a middle school boy uh-huh. genius Uh, who is kind of a shithead to everyone because he's like, you're being remarkably inefficient. He sucks. I, uh, I've, I've come around on him. Uh, the, a fun thing about him is that he's very much like, you don't know how old I am. 
just because of how old I am right now. And everyone's like, no, you're like, you're a kid. Are you uh-huh. kidding me, man? It doesn't matter how smart you are. We can all tell that you're like a teen at best. And he's like, shut up. <laughs> he, I think he's my second le- least favorite character. He probably, uh, no, Kabato is for me, probably. I think he beat out Kabato. Kabato's third least yeah. favorite. Uh, it's hard to beat these girls, but I do like Yeah, the girls were incredible, Ben. Um, he, yeah, he's fine. We'll figure out his deal ne- in the next dungeon. Yeah. But, uh, we also meet Nico, Ko- uh, Komamura. Nico? Nico, we've seen a few times Solely refers to herself in the third person. She loves, she is Nico. She loves being Nico. Uh-huh. She's like this bubbly, excitable girl with like a star headband. Uh-huh. And during the school festival she encounters Makina who is like shown up all of a sudden mm-hmm. and realizes that the dreams that she's having are real mm-hmm. and has a breakdown yep she and just disappears her catharsis effect occurs there's like it's like this creepy like baby thing on her back that like wraps its hands around it, her mouth <laughs> it looks a little like a stand yeah 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 that's something that would be in a jojo there's but... a stand in uh part four that's like a horrible little baby that hangs out on your back uh-huh. and will uh kill you if someone else looks at your back huh <laughs> it looks like that but like as a statue basically yeah and she goes dead for the rest of the dungeon yeah like you just are dragging her along uh-huh. she doesn't talk she doesn't do anything and then she disappears for like a week after the dungeon ends. Yes. <laughs> she's just gone uh-huh. um it's it's her she's fascinating she's probably my favorite character yeah she's probably my Sasara might beat her out purely for like for the podcast and me wanting to highlight another character as like really incredible but nico is nico's top two at least Uh uh-huh yes so another couple of characters we meet are uh oh right a doctor a doctor and, and a girl a, in a wheelchair. Yeah. Her names are uh, Guji Kirihito is the doctor. Oh. And Maria Idiguchi. This is mm-hmm. distinct from Marie, who is yes. a different character. Uh-huh. They're musicians named Doctor and Crank. Uh-huh. Doctor with a K. Doctor with a K. And Crank with Crank. a K. Yeah. And the doctor releases some kind of disease into the school during the festival. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so people start getting sick and going to the hospital and getting I- immediately cured. But it's a, a way of luring out the go home club. Yeah, because the, the musicians had figured out that the go home club was from the school. Yes. That everyone goes to uh, QP. They don't manage to wipe her memories, but because she's in love with the protagonist, she's not telling. But she's also not helping because she's yeah. playing both sides because she like, I want to be on the winning side. and I don't think you can beat regret. Yeah. It's a great, it's it's great. She does, like, in a meeting, be like, whoa, my head's been fuzzy lately. Like, almost like my memories got erased. And Mukun's immediately like, whoa, that's what happened to me. <laughs> um, yeah, she's great. Because she's like, oh, yeah, I am deeply in love with you. But also, like, if you all lose, I don't want to be associated with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the hospital is interesting. The protagonist and Sasada both get sick yeah. and go to the hospital. Uh-huh. Well, the protagonist spends several days being sick, and Before then people, and then they hear that oh, the hospital yeah. people go to the hospital and just gonna. They don't really think about how stupid that is uh-huh. that there's a disease in a d- digital world. Yeah, uh, Sasara did not check in 
that's one of my favorite bits of like she just kind of like sits down and waits and uh the go home club is like did you grab a number uh yeah (laughs) uh we've also heard something interesting about marie at this point she's been called the singularity point yeah what does that that mean ben and also all the musicians including qp are like we're on uh, we're not fucking with her be careful around her well most of the musicians most of the musicians mukun did not know yeah. which is why he kidnapped her uh-huh. everyone else pretty much was like yeah yeah you don't touch the singularity point yep she has, has a weird reaction when they go into the hospital and she's like that's weird i feel like i've never been in a hospital before uh-huh and then kind of gets woozy and gets taken away to lie down yeah mm-hmm. and then the protagonist uh and sasara go to meet with uh, a doctor
Turns out to be Doctor. Doctor with a K. Uh, who he asks you a bunch of leading questions to get you to admit that you're uh like he's like having dreams lately. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. Uh and you can answer all of these correctly, and then Key will say something about what a weirdo he is, and he'll be like, I heard that. Key <laughs> uh-huh. <sighs> loves to get you in trouble. Yeah, yeah. He keeps jumping out of the protagonist and running around and shouting when musicians can see her. Uh-huh. It's bad. It's dangerous. Uh-huh. She's not a smart no. creature. Doctor poisons Sasara and the protagonist and puts them in the morgue. Yep. <laughs> to die. They're going to die, Ben. Yes. And then Regret shows up. Weird. What's yeah. she doing there? She wants to make a deal. She cures both of them. Yeah. And says she well, wants help with something. Is, does she cure them immediately? Uh, she cures the protagonist, yeah. talks to her, then to prove that she's do- helping oh, them, right, cures yeah. Sasara. And Sasara's like, wow, you're so pretty. Thank you. I love you. Who are you? Oh. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, the protagonist is like, no, we're not helping you, and tries to fight regret. And How's that fight go, Finn? Uh, not good. <laughs> regret is basically untouchable regret has like an absurd amount of health she heals her entire health bar every couple of seconds yep she doesn't do anything for a while and uh-huh. then she kills you in one hit when yep. she decides to uh-huh it's a very funny fight yeah and and he she's like fucking hates her more than ever oh yeah because it's interesting virtua dolls are said to not understand human emotions but key very clearly has emotions and i mm-hmm. think that it's sort of just like the texture of their emotions are very different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. I think she, yeah, Key feels deeply protective of her mom. Uh Uh-huh. Which is a weird thing to say about, like, she is still a piece of software created by humans. Uh Uh-huh. But... Yeah, I don't know exactly what makes... I guess she's based on Mew. Yeah. She's the second generation of Mm -hmm. Mew. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So, the hospital... Yeah. Regret is like, I, I need want you to hear me out, but like, you can't beat me. I guess I'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm. Disappears. Sasara and um, the protagonist go to like try and get everyone back together because they're under attack. Yep. Everyone joins up. With the rest up. of the go, and ho- go home club and realize that Maria's been k- taken away. Yep. Get through the hospital. There's a secret underground lab and you ha- end up fighting Doctor. Mm-hmm doctor's whole deal is that he was a doctor yep and what did he do 
Uh, he botched a surgery on. He really fucked up Maria. surgery on Crank Maria. Crank. Yeah. Well, let's say Crank because it's yeah. easier, easier to keep than... track of than two M names that are almost identical. Uh-huh. Uh huh. One letter off. Yeah, and left her paralyzed from the waist down. Yeah, hence the wheelchair. Yep. He he became obsessed with helping her. Couldn't cure her in real life. Uh huh. And brought her here so that she could walk again. Yep. But she's she still can't. in a wheelchair, Ben. She's still in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And so he's now obsessed with figuring out why and mm-hmm. like seeing if he can fix it because there's more possibility in this world. He's already given up the the idea. Of, he's very like her life is over because of me. Yeah. And it's it kind of sucks. But then it gets complicated in a fun way later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a fun way. I think it's interesting. I think there there is interesting stuff here. Uh, we're about to get into the ways that Kaluga Effect doesn't necessarily handle disability yeah. very well. It has a mixed bag. I think that it's trying, but it's not necessarily always good. Yeah. So, yeah, Doctor is very... Uh, and, they beat him up. Well, and Ryoto is like... Oh, right, Ryoto is... You his can't... Pain. Like, you're a doctor. You can't just obsess over the life of one patient. Think about how many other people you could be helping. Yeah. And because of, of this one patient, you're willing to kill how many people? Yeah. You know? Oh, is that is that what adults are supposed to do? Bitch? <laughs> uh, Ryoto, as it turns out, is... He refers to himself as a savant. He's like He's a like, super genius, yeah. basically. He's like a... Like, incredibly incredibly smart uh-huh and his problem is that he's paralyzed by the fact that he could go into any field and help it a lot basically yeah. uh-huh he's too smart yeah uh-huh which is uh it's a weird know, it's a weird fine. problem but like he's a kid you know yeah he's like yeah. what do i want to grow up to be everyone tells me i have a lot of potential uh-huh um I how think... can i best use my abilities to help people specifically the thing that made him realize this was like oh I chose to go to this high school. That means that all of the other possibilities mm-hmm. that I like could have gone to are now locked off, mm-hmm. which means that I have to make choices in my life mm-hmm. that will lock off other things. Yes. How do I deal with this? Uh-huh. <laughs> which is, yeah, I get that part of it. I don't love the part of his character that is like... Oh, I'm just smarter and better than everyone else. Yeah. And, and also socially awkward, like treading real close to like autistic mm-hmm. uh idiot savant trope mm-hmm. of they don't they don't quite go there but it's definitely like based on that like oh he's super smart and also doesn't know how to deal with people uh-huh. Uh-huh. which is i think probably why it doesn't land for me as yeah, the you. best uh he's definitely not an idiot savant you know? no he's not he's not like a rain man type character or something like that no yeah um but yeah, I get I get that, you know. It's his insistence that like everyone else is beneath him. Yeah. <laughs> Which softens over time, right? Uh-huh. Definitely. He does, he does at some point realize like, oh right, other people do have worth in the world. And also everyone is like, man, you're just a kid. <laughs> Stop yeah. fucking around. Yeah, there's there's a large portion of his character that is just like, yeah, he's the same age in redo as he is in real life yeah which is like okay yeah a large portion of that could just be chalked up to he's Bratty 15 disease yeah uh so once you beat doctor and try and get to marie marie is has been unconscious this whole time and wakes up being like guarded by crank yep has some kind of realization 
I would say she has a breakdown. She she realizes something and then freaks out, much uh-huh. like Nico did. Yeah. Uh, but in her case, swirling black ooze comes out of the door and starts to eat the hospital. Is that what it means that she's the singularity point then? I guess. She seems to have a lot of control over Redo. Well, or, it makes sense for something called a singularity point. I don't know about control so much as like... Influence? Influence. Yeah. The go-home club has to flee and leave her behind, taking a do- unconscious doctor with them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Crank is trapped in the room with uh, Marie. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Doctor kind of a... He's like, I will... I, I am going to rescue Marie. If that happens to help you all out, mm-hmm. that's fine. Mm-hmm. But my goal is to rescue... Or, sorry. He wants to rescue Maria. Mm-hmm. Yes. Crank. Yes, crank. Um... And if that happens to align with your goals, that's fine. But I'm not I'm not like helping you all yeah, he doing this really, for Maria. He doesn't really do much to help besides open a back door. Yeah. Like portal into the hospital to get mm-hmm. past the, the black goo barrier that will kill anyone who touches it. In, yeah. I think if you if you die and redo, you die in real life. Yes. I believe that's I believe case. that's the case. Uh, Which is, I think. Yeah, at least partially why they're not just going around killing the musicians. Yeah, because that's murder in real life. (laughs) Yep.
They sneak in through the back door, which is like this like weird cosmic space that goes through the metaverse S. Metaverse is S. Metaverse yeah. S. It is an ES, but yes, but it's S. pronounced S. Which is like the the collective unconscious space that uh virtua dolls exist in. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's like shades of people instead of real people. It's fun. Uh-huh. It's a fun like change in in aesthetic. Then a bit. what's going on? What's the hospital like when we get back in there, fan? Let's see. What is it like? Well, it's a lot darker and dingier and scarier. Yeah. Uh I think floor layouts have been changed. Have they? Uh I think when when you yeah after you defeat crank then the hospital becomes an area that each of the dungeons you can explore after it turns out that like the at the fourth floor is the area that you explore but it it is uh when you're exploring it it's the fifth floor which is the same area where uh you explored when it was doctor being the musician in charge of the hospital um dungeon layouts aren't good in this game no it's really boring they're they're like very linear in a not fun way uh-huh. the, f- the fourth floor is really hell because there are a bunch of side quests that take you there and there's no save point you can only teleport between save points mm-hmm. uh so you have to go to an elevator and take the elevator down there and then it's a giant loop that is cut off right near the entrance mm-hmm. so there are a bunch of quests that are like oh cool i have to go three quarters around this mm-hmm. loop and then all the way back and it's just it's yeah it sucks. it's bad um on the way through the hospital tvs start playing yeah and we get it's a kind of like fascinating picture like black static and we get audio of someone who seems to be marie pushing someone off a bridge or something trying to trying to kill them yeah we get this like very angry and miserable seeming person Mm -hmm. who does a bunch of stuff and then tries to kill someone falls off of a roof in the process yeah and becomes paralyzed yep from the neck down and it sort of sounds like marie yeah even though she's nothing like the marie that we know yeah 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 this uh we get like a really grim vision of a doctor talking to this girl's mm-hmm. father, right? And he's like, "Well, she's probably she's never going to get better probably. Mm-hmm. But uh her lifespan isn't going to be shortened that much by this particular injury." And her father is like, "Well, fuck that. I want her to die as fast as possible." Mm-hmm. And like the doctor's like, "Whoa, let's take this out of this room." And like uh the girl screams, "Why don't you just kill me yourself?" after them because uh-huh. she was in the room <sighs> uh-huh yeah that's marie that's marie marie <laughs> yeah yeah so we get a couple things about marie mm-hmm. marie is from this world mike was a micro version of mobius that mew made specifically to hold marie yes just her yep regret discovered it and turned it into redo yes if marie dies the whole world falls apart yep and everyone will be returned to their real life except for her who will be dead Mm -hmm. this is posited as an option that you can do (laughs) you can put down marie you can is positioned as you can put marie out of her misery (laughs) yeah Uh uh-huh to save everyone else Uh uh-huh because the version of Marie that we see in the in in Redo is this happy-go-lucky, good, nice girl who is her minus her like shitty parent. She's adopted. Mm-hmm. 
This is the version of her who never had those shitty parents, who never grew up to be a, a, a like horrible person, who never got paralyzed, mm-hmm. and is just like a nice girl. But when she goes back, she is going to have to meet and be part of that other girl. Yeah. Uh-huh. The real Marie. Well, yeah. they're both real Maries, yeah. even if this one is a alt version of her. She'll uh-huh. always have these memories that can temper that other version of her. Mm-hmm. But she, the other version of her did try and kill people and is paralyzed. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think this is where we really get to Kranka, the, the bot, musician, as we already said, is in a wheelchair. Turns out that actually... Uh, she has a huge crush on the doctor yeah. and wants him to only ever look at her. So she's pretending to still be paralyzed in Redo. Yeah, yeah. she's actually paralyzed in the real world. And this is the part of it that I think is interesting. Uh, like wheelchair faking aside. It's very funny that the wheelchair is part of the boss fight and attacks you. Yeah. Um, it's uh, annoying. It's annoying. It's, ter- it's, a, it, it's, a, it's it one attacks of the hardest boss really fights. quickly. And hits like a truck. So, Crank is paralyzed in real life. But, and she says this a few times, she really doesn't care. She doesn't see it as an impediment to her life at all. Mm-hmm. The only thing is that she wants to fuck that doctor. <laughs> she, wants to, yep. she wants to fuck that doctor so bad that she's so like willing bad. to let him dote on her. And then when they came to redo, she was worried that he would be satisfied with her being able to walk here and kill himself. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I can't let him do that. So I had to pretend to be in the wheelchair because also I just can't talk to him. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> despite everything, they don't seem to have any communication with each other whatsoever. Yeah. Except for, yeah. They spend a lot of time together to just not uh-huh. say much. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It is like she's faking being in the wheelchair. Uh, not she's great. like a berserker, which is very funny. She has like a big like chain mace, kind of like Kabato. Uh-huh. Um, um Yeah, her boss fight is fun. Yeah. I don't know that it's the best, but I think the interesting thing is that the person who is putting on your life is over now is the able-bodied doctor. Yeah. The one who is actually disabled is like, I really don't care. Like uh-huh. I'm I'm alive. I'm going to do the things I want to do. I'm okay. And it's the people around her who assume that it is, like, the end of everything, that she can't walk. Yeah. She's like, I'm fine. Which, you know, maybe, that's the good part. Maybe does play into your, this is better than I'm giving it credit for. Yeah. But, like, upon hearing that Marie is um, paralyzed from the neck down, basically everyone in the party just kind of says, like, yeah, like, what worth does her life have anyway? There's like, definitely a, like, initial prevailing feeling of, like, well, maybe we should just kill her then. Wouldn't it be uh-huh. okay? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it even be not just okay, but, like, wouldn't that just be, like, a mercy? Mm-hmm. She doesn't really have a life to go back to, mm-hmm. so we might as well do this. Yeah, it's definitely, it starts really bad, and I think it gets better from there. <laughs> I think it does to some extent. Like, it's certainly, I think, Marie's arc after you beat crank and her coming to terms with like no actually like yeah this sucks but i do it is still worth living yeah so um you can get to marie but yeah you get to marie and everyone knows at this point everything she's been through or Mm -hmm. everything she's been through up to a certain point they know that she's disabled and they know that if they kill her 
they could potentially save everyone here, even if they can't defeat Regret, which is a yeah. real looming concern that everyone has mm-hmm. since the protagonist got her ass kicked. Yeah. Yeah, there's a conversation where everyone's kind of like, hey, so we can probably defeat Regret, right? And Key and the protagonist and Sasara are like, no. (laughs) No, probably not. (laughs) It's a JRPG, so yes. But there's a real like worry among them now that the only path out is Marie. So they're all kind of equivocating and trying to make it okay. Well, yeah. So you get to Marie... She wakes up before they can make yeah. their decision without her. And Kobato, uh-huh. uh, without consulting anyone, tells her, which is the right thing to do. Go, Kobato. Uh-huh. He's like, you're disabled in real life. You're paralyzed from the neck down. And your life is going to be very difficult. Uh-huh. The the terminology is not great, right? Yeah. Uh, but the, the sentiment is fair. Like, she's going to have a very difficult life. And it already really fucked up her outlook on the world. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, she did kind of have a not great outlook on the world before, given that uh-huh. she was trying to she kill, kill someone girl, yeah. then. Uh, yeah. And then to so go around and you have a conversation with everyone. It's a real mixed bag of how people... If a lot of people are like, well, it's probably the... Oh, m- importantly, Marie says, kill me. Yeah. Marie's like, it sounds like I'm going to be miserable. I'm having, I've started having memories of my life and I do not like it. You can kill me. And okay. Yeah. I think uh, there is like something to be said for it's not just kill me. It's by killing me, you will save like hundreds, thousands of people. Uh, It's unclear exactly how many, but like. I think they say at some point it's about a thousand people. Okay. That's a lot of people to save. Mm -hmm. That seems all right. But going around and I think there are a bunch of people who are like, yeah, we should kill her, but I don't want to do that yeah my my numerically it makes sense to kill her but there's something in my gut telling me that we should leave we, we should save her i Except think nico nico is standing very is far great. away from everyone uh-huh. else and she's just like no yeah we have to nico joined the fight during this right uh-huh. yeah she she's a playable character for this section she comes back from school and like is like nico's fine yeah i just needed a little break anyway let's just do this i think it's interesting pausing for a sec on well yeah let's go through this and then i'll talk about nico a little um, but her stance is it doesn't make sense to do anything else we have to kill her don't we uh-huh <laughs> but like kind of like with a little bit of a hysterical laugh there like i don't i'm i'm feeling really bad for being the one saying this i think uh what is it it's kiriko is the only person to say like no we shouldn't do this we absolutely shouldn't yeah. like there's no no everyone else is somewhere in the middle yeah i think but yeah uh, the, my read was all of them are like, yeah, I would appreciate it if she would die and I didn't have anything to do with it. So they leave it to the protagonist. Yep. They say, you make this call. None of us, we're all too cowardly to do it. Ben, I partially... We should talk about what happens if you... We should talk about her arc first and then what happens if she dies. Okay. Because I think that the the reveal is better when you do her whole arc. Okay. Right. Okay, so you choose to sur- to to keep her alive. This is the correct. There is a mid-game ending that occurs if you choose to kill her. Yep. There's this a very great scene either way of the protagonist like lovingly holding her close with a knife to her stomach. Oh, it rules. Uh-huh. Important. Importantly, Marie is sitting on the bed. Uh-huh. Protagonist looming over her. Their lips are 
inches apart, uh-huh. just holding a knife to her, and it, yeah. If you choose to let Marie... You said there wasn't any Yuri in this section. <laughs> that's pretty Yuri to me. But, again, that's you could be a boy doing that scene. I guess. But neither of us were. No. Marie's arc after that point is her figuring out the kind of person that she used to be. Mm-hmm. There's some great stuff. You can text her and you can text everyone and ask them what position they sleep in. And Marie's like, well, just on my back, but sometimes I wake up curled tightly in the fetal position. <laughs> yeah. Marie is fascinating because like 90% of her text answers are like, oh yeah, you're the student council president and like a very diligent student. And then there's like, oh, you dread Mondays. Oh, you wake up sometimes in the fetal position. Uh-huh. Huh. Wonder what that's all about. Marie reveals uh, over the course of her story that she's having dreams where she's hurting people and laughing. Uh huh. <laughs> and ultimately, we discover that Marie is a, one of the major villains from the previous game, uh, a musician named Wicked. Yeah. Who, uh, this is why Marie has guns and bombs as her weapons, her uh-huh. catharsis effect weapons, because it's based on your soul. She doesn't understand why. She has uh-huh. these like weird violent weapons and it's because that is who she was. That's who mm-hmm. Wicked is. She was a, a lunatic bomber. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Who attacked people in Redo. Yeah. hmm She was uh-huh. very evil and mm-hmm. had heart pupils. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, so yeah, her arc is like coming to terms with not only I was a terrible person, mm-hmm. but also like I'm also going back to a body that is paralyzed. Yeah. She wonders uh, at one point, did Mew make this world as a kindness to me so that I don't have to, I didn't have to face reality ever again? Mm-hmm. Or did she do this um, to protect the world from the kind of person that I was? Yeah, that's fascinating. Uh huh. Uh huh. There's a book. Oh. There is a book in between the two that is about the protagonist talking to Mew about her and what to do with her, apparently fascinating Uh i'm saying all this as if you hadn't already told me this but Uh yeah that's interesting yeah no very interesting um yeah and i think i like where her arc ends it is certainly better than the like going into that section there's a lot of ableism no pushback against everyone going oh yeah she doesn't have a life to return to i mean she's paralyzed from the neck down who would want to live like that but ultimately, uh, she's like, I'm happy that you like told me that I should live. Mm-hmm. I have an experience of a life that is better than what I had. And I know that now. And I can I can like hope for a better life when I return to the real world, even if there is part of me that is really like wicked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So if you instead kill her, <laughs> you stab her in the chest and she dies. Game over. Which is what I did. I can't believe you, fan. This was largely... This I was, had already done the other This was influenced by my assumption that this was just going to be a bad end. And it it's not a... It's a... It's not a good end. It's a... It is Marie's normal end. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so you stab Marie, and she just kind of, like, lays down and starts bleeding out. And then, Ben...
starts laughing. Uh-huh. There's there's a shot of blood like pooling on the floor and then she starts laughing and stands up and we meet Wicked. We meet Wicked. Wicked has a great outfit. Uh-huh. Just like her outfit transforms, yeah. Torn torn school uniform is basically with a, a with flak a jacket. flak jacket under um incredible expressions like just like just like the worst girl you've ever seen expressions like Um, wild eyes yeah hard eyes um marie is dead but wicked isn't willing to give up so easily uh uh-huh uh she doesn't even necessarily want to live either Uh but she wants to see if she can kill some people on the way out yep she wants to see if they're strong enough to be worthy of killing her yeah Mm -hmm. and so you fight two boss fights against her the first one, I was like, that was really easy. And then she's like, oh, I guess I guess I should go all out on you. And the second one is hard. Very hard, yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah. And then it just, like, fades to credits. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, when yeah. She's de- when she's dead, when she dies, she reveals that, like, the only reason you won was because she was dying from being stabbed the whole uh-huh. time. And she doesn't have a healer on her side. Uh-huh. And then she's like, I... There's a little bit of Marie left that says that is wicked, and she says that she had fun with them, and then she dies. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And yeah, roll credits. Presu- everyone goes back to the real world. The world starts to fall apart. There is no, you don't get the follow up and the catharsis. Yeah. Like yeah, you made a choice certainly to uh-huh. kill her, and. She didn't take the la- very last opportunity to twist the knife in your gut, but uh-huh. everyone clearly feels like shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's like a haunting choice that will follow Right, yeah. The protagonist pushes the knife in, and there's just a shot of everyone kind of going Everyone's like... like crying, yeah. Oh, that... I... Hmm. <laughs> Maybe I should have said no. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it would have been... <laughs> I think it's an interesting choice to have Wicked, like... not thank them but kind of thank them at the end Mm -hmm. you know what i mean uh that maybe takes some of the oomph out of it i really like the thing about that is everyone goes into that room knowing that it's going to be a hard choice but with a lot of ways to soften the blow right Mm -hmm. marie is asleep you can make that decision without her ever knowing oh she wakes up she doesn't know what's going on kobato tells her she wants to die actually wicked does not want to die Uh uh-huh so it's a real like horrible escalation of oh no 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 I'm not gonna make this easy for you mm-hmm. like if you think this is the right thing to do fine but you're going to have to do it with your hands uh-huh uh-huh uh it's really interesting yeah again there's a lot of ableist like framing around this and I do think again the fact that she's thankful at the end complicates it in a way that's like well maybe we did do the right thing by taking her life away from her yeah i think ultimately the like as evidenced by marie's conversation Mm -hmm. conversations if you don't go this way like the game does believe that it is people around it is able-bodied people around her telling her that her life isn't worth it yes and that's wrong i think that's interesting yeah i think that it's not always handled perfectly but i do think that it's trying to say something of interest yeah because mm-hmm. yeah why is wicked so miserable because her family treated her like shit her entire life yeah uh-huh uh-huh like all of her problems were 
she she made bad choices, mm-hmm. but the things that led her there was shitty family that turned her into a monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now she knows that she can have a different, better life. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of her her conversations with her are like how am i and wicked the same person mm-hmm. like and it's like oh right and her cause... being scared because she does on some level understand uh-huh wicked. uh and it's like oh right because i had like a nice fun childhood and wicked she had miserable parents who just like borderline hated her mm-hmm. yeah before we get to the next dungeon Oh, uh, also notably, Ryuto decides that he wants to be a doctor when he grows up because he wants to be able to treat her condition and restore her her mobility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's an interesting bit. It's like a nice thing to say to someone. I guess. There is like weird technology that exists mm-hmm. given the way that uh vocaloid uh virtua dolls work. Yeah. So it's theoretically possible. The doctor Maybe. Yeah. In that flashback where her father said that she wanted her, her to die as quickly as possible, the doctor did say that it was theoretically possible for her mobility to be restored mm-hmm. if they did like experimental treatments, basically. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. It didn't seem very hopeful. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get to the next dungeon. Yes. Quick note on translation. Nico refers to herself in the third person. Yes. She's not the only person who does this. Yes. It, she's the only person who is localized as doing this. Yes, because it's important. Yeah. She comments on it, or it is commented on. Yeah. She's like, oh, sorry. That's like a bad habit that Nico has from when Nico was a kid. Yeah. It's just like an interesting... Because I think it is more common... I don't I don't know that very many... that. Yeah. I don't spend a lot of time with children. Mm-hmm. But also... I don't think very many children refer to themselves in the third person. In, in the U.S. In the U.S. Uh-huh. But it is a more common thing in, in Japanese. Uh-huh. And is often used as a trait to denote, like, if a character is referring to themselves in the third person, it is often used as a an indicator that they are kind of childlike. And so, like, Coco, or QP, also refers to herself in the third person. Mm-hmm. Which is like an interesting, I don't know. Yes. Yes, it is important that Nico refers to herself in the third person. Yeah. But it is an interesting kind of gives away the character given that other people also do and they're not localized as doing that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, which is the same as like, I really, I miss when translations, I like honorifics in translations. Part of this is just, I have been acclimatized to, uh, fan subs and like Uh fan translations which often do this but also like there is information conveyed by those this translation translates everyone is using everyone else's first name yeah which is also a bummer there because it's like oh yeah there are characters who there's a lot of texture lost are very formal and use basically everyone's last name Mm -hmm. to refer to them and like that's yeah i don't know this is a this is a personal gripe of mine when translators go that far to like change how characters refer to each other i stopped giving last names for characters partway through there mm-hmm. <laughs> I, f- I started forgetting anyway next dungeon is
Kudan. Kudan. Mm-hmm. We're getting towards the end. That's we, two musicians in one. Uh, we saw Kudan on a TV screen about halfway through. She doesn't make a lot of music. She's more of a hype person for regret. Yeah. And she was just kind of like riling up a crowd, getting people to getting uh-huh. people hype for regret. Now she's riling up a crowd again. Yeah. With security footage of the Go Home Club, who are thugs who have been attacking musicians. So we... Musicians are like heroes in this world. Uh-huh. I don't think that we said, but all security footage of the Go Home Club had been wiped. Uh-huh. Like every time uh, Kudan or Bluffman, who are like kind of the two of them are in charge in like head musicians, I would say. Anytime that they went to look for security footage, they couldn't find any because it had all been wiped. And it was like, okay, it's either Key or Regret doing this. <laughs> given yeah, that Regret showed up, to, yeah, given the Regret showed up to to help them, it's probably Regret or mm-hmm. yeah. Um, she Kudan managed to get some footage of them, but yeah, when after Makina was was beaten, mm-hmm. he got hit by a train, so he had to go in for some repairs. And Kudan made some enhancements uh-huh. to him while he was asleep, getting repaired. Yeah, that's the problem with turning into a robot in this world, is that you work like a robot. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, she has security footage to show to people and say, like, hey, these people are evil and are trying to, like, kill musicians and in kill regret. regret. Yeah, uh-huh. Go attack them. And that gets everyone in the world really riled up it's a real is an interesting dungeon there's stealth in the hospital and it sucks it's not i don't know if it's great here but thematically it's yeah. a better where is there oh right yeah doctors yeah. with yeah. vision cones here there's just like a swarm of monster people screaming and like chasing you and you have to uh-huh. hide behind shit every now and then yeah like get away from them it's good it's thematically good even though mechanically i don't think it adds much no it's fine uh-huh um it it's interesting the ways it like locks off places that are just like oh no there are too many people over there mm-hmm. you're gonna have to come back later if you want to fully explore this dungeon once it started happening i was immediately like how are we going to get our next downtime section where you run around and help people because this seems bad <laughs> yeah well ben we'll get there this is nico's dungeon this is nico's uh um, i mean it is it is kudon's dungeon but yeah kudon is nico's foil who is Nico? Well, Ben. We know a few things about Nico. She's very fun. She loves everything sparkly. She loves uh-huh. the hula hoop, which is why her catharsis weapon is like a chakram, uh-huh. like hula hoop looking thing. Uh-huh. Uh, the baby's, uh, the baby crawling on her back is a little weird. Yeah. Uh, and also, she seemingly out of character gets really excited about wanting to go to the haunted house at the school festival. Uh-huh. One of the first like moments you have to, you hang out with her. It's very fun. Uh-huh. And yeah, she's like such a like squealy, excitable person, but she just is like, haha, this is good. Uh-huh. Oh, that scare was really nice while everyone else is terrified. Uh-huh. Uh Nico hates liars. Uh-huh. As it turns out. And that is like her major beef with Kudan is like, you're lying to everyone. Kudan is a liar uh, who speaks mostly using quotes uh-huh. that I've never heard of before because they're probably Japanese quotes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like proverbs. Proverbs, yeah. Yeah. And she's just a really shitty, horrible person. She sucks. And Nico hates her. Yep. Why does Nico hate liars? Uh, so Nico, I love Nico, Ben. Nico, Nico is my first or second favorite character. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. In the real world, Nico 
uh, had a twin sister. Mm-hmm. Named Iori. Named Iori. And so the Nico that we know and love is actually Iori. When she gets her memories back after seeing Machina, uh, or when she like realizes that her d- nightmares are real, she says, I'm not Nico. <laughs> uh-huh. In such a way that you don't really get necessarily what she's saying. I thought that she was like, oh, I'm a different person in real life. Like, that's a bummer. She is. She is. She sure is. The real Nico died in an accident. And Nico was the one. They were twin sisters. Could not have been more different personality wise. Yori was the like shy, uh, shut in, basically. Kind of. Nigh shut in. You know what I mean? Um, Liked horror movies. Didn't like like people, you know, and kind of kind of a mean person. I wouldn't say mean so much as like mm-hmm. just just very antisocial. Cold. Cold. Sure. Not not a not doesn't doesn't seem to like people very much. Um, Nico is the, the Nico like, outgoing, seen. bubbly, uh everyone loves her. Nico was by far their parents' favorite. And uh-huh. so when Nico died in a freak accident, her parents kept referring to Iori as Nico because they didn't want to believe that Nico was dead. Nico was, yeah, they, I believe they both got into the accident and Iori survived. Yeah. And so they were like, oh no, Nico survived. Uh huh. Because they couldn't admit it. And but what a horrible couple of parents. Yeah. Iori uh, kept insisting that, like, no, I'm not Nico. I'm Iori. And when her parents finally realized that, they just kind of start stopped caring about her. Yeah, they like it sounds like. Well, it seems like it ruined their life. Basically, yeah. she was like, I I insisted that I refused to play along with this. Uh-huh. I don't want to lie. I can't be someone who I'm not. Uh, but it 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 destroyed my parents. Yeah. Like they were were barely even people anymore after after they finally admitted that Nico is dead. And so her regret is not necessarily that Nico didn't live instead of her it is that she could not be nico for them yeah to to, so that they could continue on as people which is tragic that's horrible (laughs) so yeah Uh, she's believed herself to be nico this entire time and had dreams about being iori and then realizes that she's iori uh uh-huh uh-huh um and that's why it was so devastating which is the interesting which is an interesting part of redo is i think this is a good chance to talk about more broadly like there are a bunch of there are 200 250 people Mm. in the world who are like people you can go talk to and have text conversations with Mm -hmm. and you can find out what each of their regrets were and those regrets range from stuff like most of the main cast which is like serious life-defining stuff to there's a girl who chose her high school based on the fact that they had a really cool science club and then the science club lost funding and closed the year that Mm -hmm. she joined and she's and so it's like literally her regret is i wish i'd gone to a high school with this cool science club Uh uh-huh she didn't like age backwards at all she's exactly the same age it's just that in redo she's in a school with a science club Uh uh-huh and they yeah they range from that to like uh people being really shitty of like oh there's there's a man who I ran into who's like, oh, I only slept with like 75 people in my life. I really wish I could have made it to 100. Uh-huh. Didn't he's like, realize... I'm old now. So yeah. I'm like 40s, so I'm not going to be able to get as many. Which is like just an awful person. Uh-huh. To like 
there, and then there's some fun like oh yeah there's a woman who played uh played some it's not mahjong it's another like japanese um shogi shogi player who was like oh because i'm a woman no one took me as as seriously as i should have been like i if i was a man i could have uh been a like national champion and then to i think there there's at least one person i saw whose regret was not at all centered around it but whose gender is different in redo uh-huh. versus and so just like i like the the difference between or there are several regrets several people whose life in redo is like no i just wanted to do more of i wanted i i did a good thing in life mm-hmm. and i want to do more of it mm-hmm. there are a lot of people whose regret is i i learned a lesson about like there's there's a woman who uh, I think she was like a huge fan of an actor mm-hmm. and the actor ended up marrying or getting into a relationship with a fan who'd been a fan for longer than she had. Uh huh. And so her regret is not, I invested my entire life in this man who was like never going to look at me. It was, I need to be a fan of people earlier on, <laughs> <laughs> which is like a really fun. And then there are people who are like, I I don't get the feeling that for many people entering redo completely changes your personality Mm -hmm. so there are a lot of people who are like oh i'm shy and like didn't make any friends during high school i really wish that i'd made more friends and they're still kind of struggling with that Mm -hmm. because like it doesn't magically make you a better person or sorry not a better person a different person being in redo Mm -hmm. and just like the i really love the you get like deep dives into each of your party members um regrets But the breadth of, yeah, the breadth of regrets that the game portrays is, like, really sells the concept uh-huh. of, like, oh, yeah, there are so many, there are so many reasons that you could end up here. And and uh, based on those reasons, many different ways you could go. It's mm-hmm. either, like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to double down on being a shitty person uh-huh. and, like, really, really uh, go whole hog on that. Or it's, no, I did a bad thing. I'm thinking of, uh, I think there was, yeah, there are several, like, relationship ones of, like, oh, I left a relationship mm-hmm. um, kind of pursuing, like, you know, fame or uh, another man or something and then ended up like that being falling apart and the regret the regret there is like not oh the new thing didn't work out it's like i had a really good thing why did i why did i get rid of that uh-huh um yeah just it's yeah. interesting stuff i there's too many side quests but the ability to like dive into other people's regrets a little bit kind of sells the texture of the world in a way i wasn't yeah. expecting uh-huh uh, it took me a long time to realize you could do that. Uh huh. So. Nico. Nico. Nico's Nico, great. Nico hates liars. Nico hates liars. It's fascinating when, when especially when you're talking to Nico during her like cordoned off stuff, because it's not. She's one of the ones where her her regret is sealed to her her like private story. Yes. Right? When she is a Yori, 
her eyes are different. Uh huh. They're, she gets like, they're like giant bags under her eyes. Bags they just, under her eyes. They sink like exhausted. three inches into her face. She looks. The reason I say that she seems like a mean person is that she is very mean to the protagonist as like a defense mechanism, basically. Yeah, sure. Uh huh. She's like, yeah. She's 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 much more like. I I don't want to talk about it. Do you want to you want to see the real me? Do you really? Uh-huh. You know that kind of person. Yeah. She's depressed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yori has depression. Uh-huh. And Yori also doesn't know who she wants to be anymore. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It, it culminates in her asking the protagonist, like, who should I be? And the, you have to say, like, whoever you want to be. Uh-huh. You have to figure that out for yourself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I think, yeah, she comes down somewhere around, like, a lot of these are, like, oh, yeah, right. I don't need to... I have a regret. It doesn't mean that I need to, that everything wrapped up in that regret is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I do need to figure out who I am. And like, maybe some piece of that is Yori and some piece of that is Nico. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I need to figure that out for myself. Yeah. yeah. The, the correct answer, of course, is fuck her parents. Yeah. She uh-huh. is her own person. Fuck her parents. Yeah. But she needs to get there herself. Yeah. Like, pretending to be your dead sister is never going to fix things. No, but I also like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know that she would be happy if she stayed Iori forever, like fully that like, it seems like she wasn't very happy being Iori either. Uh Like it wasn't just, oh, my parents were miserable because they lost Mm -hmm. their favorite child. It was also like, yeah, I was lonely. (laughs) It's just totally fucked framing. You know what I mean? Like if you want to be a brighter person like your sister that's fine you're gonna only get so far because that's just not the person that you are yeah you know what i mean but like yeah i think yeah i am i am taking a lighter view of it and it's like yeah please try to make friends <laughs> just yeah, like yeah, that's fine one or, one or two but is like, fine it's okay if you like horror movies you don't gotta deny th- that part of yourself just yeah. because you you don't have to like bury the parts of you to be a more palatable person for the world i think is it important for her mm-hmm. to like figure out for herself yeah and also like it part of where the thing i don't like is that it's framed a little bit like well you know i do still care about my parents and it's like your parents suck so much shit yeah uh-huh <laughs> like yeah it's traumatic to lose a kid but the the things that they did to her are completely unacceptable yeah and she needs to realize that especially uh-huh 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 being nico is ba- just bad framing for uh-huh. her to think of it as yeah, yeah. so kudan is a politician <laughs> yeah that's why kudan's such a shithead uh-huh and yeah nico's like i hate liars and kudan's like yeah so uh-huh yeah i lie i get what i want what of it <laughs> i don't th- wait is it here that we get kudan's bit or is it later? We get it later, but we can just talk okay. about it here. So it's kind of weird that it's split up. Uh, Kudan's father is a politician. Uh-huh. And so she wants to follow in his footsteps. And rule Japan with an iron fist. Yeah, she's a little fashy. Um, she has a, li- uh, a stutter in real life. and So she can't smooth talk as efficiently. Yeah. 
And so that's why she's here mm-hmm. and uh, why she's so good at like riling up people. And she takes a real liking to Nico because Nico hates liars, but Nico is the biggest liar. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and she's like, you could be li- you have the potential to be like me. Uh-huh. You're very good at fooling people. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. And so you defeat Kudan and everyone's like, OK, cool. The riots are going to stop. And Kudan's like, I did want to say one other oh, thing about sorry. Kudan and Nico before we move on. She does continually offer to Nico, like, we could work together. I think you have potential. Why don't you just do the things you want to do instead of worrying about other people? And Nico's response is always, shut the fuck up. I hate you so much. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to literally kill you Uh if I get the opportunity. Well, Ben, funny you should say that. Uh Uh-huh. Because you defeat Kudan and everyone's like, okay, we did it. And Kudan's like, yeah, I guess. But, uh, you don't think that all those people who are riled up are just going to, like, stop, do she you? Live-streamed a, she live-streamed herself getting beat up by ten people. Uh-huh. And so, uh, the, the world starts falling apart mm-hmm. around you. And, yeah, Nico ends up saving Kudan. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Trying to, and then Kudan saves her uh, yeah. from a, a falling piece of, uh, like, the building that's coming down. Uh-huh. And they all leave Kudan to die, mm-hmm. uh, but she uses, she has hijacked Machina and has him come save her. I think Nico says something to the effect of like, well, it would really suck if one of us died trying to save her. Yeah, so Because yeah. yeah, Nico was like, come with us. I don't want you to die here because I yeah. don't want that on my conscience forever. Uh-huh. And uh, then Kudan gets trapped in more rubble and she's like, you're not worth it. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> it's great i guess uh the interesting bit then is when you (laughs) there's an interesting bit when you meet up with kudan again standing in your way again uh and uh nico outside of her she gets her the iori eyes and she's like i'm going to actually kill you this time Uh i should have killed you then (laughs) really good yeah and the world is literally falling apart melting into the metaverses yep so you jump on Key's train and ride it into the sky. Yep. Ride it into uh redo is kind of like a bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh you ride it out of the bubble into the metaverse S as a which is a like starry space mm-hmm. that you exist in, I guess. The collective unconscious. Um Yeah. And they make it to I don't remember the name of the tower. The Tower of Erasmus. Yeah. I think it's called. Uh, which is, yeah, where the, like, musician's headquarters They've been are. looking for it the whole time. It's not in Redo, <laughs> technically. Uh-huh. It's, like, on the outskirts. Yeah. Which is why they couldn't find it. Because it didn't really exist. And at this point, Redo has been fully swallowed by goop. Uh, yeah, it's turned into psychic energy, basically, uh-huh. that uh, Regret is going to use to build a better world. Uh-huh. Or a more sturdy foundation for a new world. Well, at this point, we know that Bluffman is going to use it and yeah. it's, kind it's of regrets talks power regret but yeah. he's definitely like positioning himself as the project manager uh-huh you still got side quests though right uh key's latest power that she got is to uh, make a fake version of that world uh, of redo uh-huh. that you can just go back to and finish up your side quests at it's very funny it's very funny because she's like it's not real uh but you know you can still get the points out of it uh-huh very funny framing it's like 
it's one of those mechanical things like if you fuck up a conversation with someone uh-huh. when you're doing their personal story you can lock yourself out of their of the f- climax of their story yep and lose access to like their super move that they get like marie's lunatic bomber omega uh-huh. <laughs> and all that stuff and key is like listen I can rewrite time and their memories so you can give that another pass, but it's huge ethical violation. And it's like, it's such a weird framing for a game mechanic. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Yeah. Some of the side quests are fine. I don't know that any of them are worth, like, talking through. Yeah, they're mostly, side quests are mostly useful for unlocking the, like, as soon as you talk to someone, you can see their profile, mm-hmm. but you have to complete their side quest to um, unlock their regret. Oh, also importantly, while they were escaping from uh, the crowds of people in the uh, in the Kudan dungeon, Ophelia, Kiriko's Ophelia, saves them. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, like, steps in one more time to save you. Pandora. Pandora, sorry, not Ophelia. Who's Ophelia? No idea. She has kind of an Ophelia vibe, I guess. Yeah, Pandora. Pandora steps. We in get another another like scene of Pandora and Kiriko hating each other, and I was just like, "Damn, I missed this." Uh, she is swallowed by the metaverse. Yes, metaverses. Uh, and so we make it to the tower. Thank you.
which apparently has like 780 odd levels. Yeah. It's tall. You skip it. Yeah. Blessedly, the game goes from like floor 50 up and skips a bunch of them. Yeah, you start on like floor 50 and then it's like 57 is the next floor that you're on. And um, There is a version of the tower that after you've beaten the game, if you load into cleared save, it's like, hey, did you want to do like 100 levels of that? The combat's fun. We got that. Consider. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a boss rush. Yeah. In a certain sense. You don't fight all the bosses again. It's but... fun because uh, we talked about it, but um, you accumulate voltage and having a full voltage bar allows Key to, to do the sing. solo. Um, and, and so kicks so much ass when, when you're in that mode. Yeah. As fully upgraded, like abilities activate basically in- instantly have zero cooldown or just like everything is so fast you're constantly beating enemies up uh-huh. and like it completely unbalances the co- the like difficulty of the game uh-huh but it's sick as hell it's so. fun as hell uh i have i spent like i don't know three minutes with an enemy just in the air uh-huh. <laughs> uh during voltage like the, yeah time completely pauses when you can enter inputs which is yeah. nice um but yeah it, it's it's like floor to let you uh fill up voltage gauge and then boss fight uh-huh. and then fill up voltage gauge and then boss fight you have to fight ophelia's shade because she was swallowed by why do you keep saying ophelia, ophelia? <laughs> i don't know why i keep saying ophelia you have to keep fighting you have to fight pandora's shade you can cut some of those it's embarrassing uh-huh. i'm not gonna uh, cut any of them i'll cut them then <laughs> Yeah, Pandora's shade shows up, the uh-huh. like shadow version of her. Uh not she doesn't really have any will. She's just like standing in your way. Well, it's yeah. I think they specifically call out like it is all of her rage and anger uh-huh. about idols. Is about what you Kiriko find specifically, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh I guess it's not Kiriko, because Kiriko again is not the idol that she's mad at. Yeah. But she's mad at all idols. Uh-huh. Um I don't think you fight Mukun, do you? No. You also don't fight QP because she ends up choosing to side with you instead of the other musicians. Yes. Yeah. She get she's like, eh, yeah, y'all are probably strong enough to uh Kudan is defeated again and mm-hmm. gets pushed off. Or she gets s- like swallowed by a stream of the, the psychic goop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And- she's about to tell you something. Yeah. And then and then she's like, Bluffman and Flumpf. Oh right, he is gone. He did that, right? Yeah. Uh huh. So that she wouldn't rat him out. Yep. And uh, with with that, with her gone, Machina's like reprogramming wears off, and he's uh-huh. normal again. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, he, he rescues QP. He like it takes QP somewhere safe. And then there's an incredible scene of of QP. What's QP's weapon. What is her weapon? Oh, it's a pole arm. Oh. I think they all have like a different version of one of the other one of the because mm-hmm. doctor has du- dual knives Bluffman oh, has yeah. two guns uh-huh. she has a pole arm like sasara's naginata uh-huh. um yeah there's an incredible scene of of qp kind of going like so i'm not entirely opposed to an office romance what what are you like i think he he's implied to be pretty young is the thing yeah i don't think she she knew that at the time he's 15 years old he's 15 I would have thought he was like 10 or something. Oh, Coco, Coco is a dental assistant, according to this. That's very funny. Uh-huh. I don't know where they're getting these facts from, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you get to Bluffman. He has like the world's shittiest gold mask on. It's... 
And also, at this point, we've heard that he is Thorn. Yeah. The, the head musician and main and final boss of the first game. Uh-huh. And his music is Thorn's, supposedly. Uh-huh. That's interesting. He is not. No. He is, uh, his name is Bluffman. He uh-huh. is lying. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you okay, Ben? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm great. Can't believe I didn't realize that the guy whose name was Bluffman was bluffing. Uh-huh. So... He worked for the company that created Mew and yeah. knew about Mobius, even though it was all covered up. Yep. Yeah, that's how he got to be behind this. Are we, we're just going to say it, yeah? Yeah. Mew, uh, Key is the one who announces this. Regret is not a Virtua doll. Uh-huh. Up until this point, she's referred to as a Virtua doll with unknown origin. Like, what company made her was a big s- secret. Uh-huh. No one knew. She came out of nowhere and like kind of ups- usurped a lot of like attention from Mew, who is still, despite having laid psychic siege to the foundation of the of humanity, is still one of the most popular musicians in the world or singers in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Regret is is a human pretending to be a Virtua doll. Uh huh. And Bluffman is her dad. Uh huh. He's her shitty dadager. Yep. He just wanted to see her smile. And so that's why he created Redo. To create, to raise her up to the position of God of the New World. Uh huh. Because that's what his baby girl needs. What a terrible person. He sucks so much. There is a great uh, bit. So he gets beaten and uh-huh. like tries to call on regret for more power. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah. And then Mukun shows up. She, she does not grant him more power. Yeah, or, right, right, yeah. His... It, it's basically like she kind of hangs up on him yeah is is the thing yeah. and then mukun shows up and is like you lied to me mukun huge thorn fan by the way uh-huh i thought he was doing this because of thorn acknowledging yeah. him it's like i thought you were thorn you're actually just this shitty person that i knew in real life what's he do and he stabs bluffman uh-huh. repeatedly <laughs> the party just kind of like Everyone's just watching. It's so funny because he like stabs Bluffman and Bluffman's on his knees like, ha you fucking bitch. You fell for it. <laughs> loser. And then he stabs him again. He's on the ground like, you still suck. <laughs> Stab me as many times as you want. You still suck. Mukun is like, I know I'm a shitty artist. I'm not a particularly talented musician. I really wanted to believe that my hero had like acknowledged me. Uh-huh. And you just used me this whole time. I know I suck. Uh-huh presumably bluffman dies it's not a hundred percent they get swallowed by the metaverse so it's possible that bluffman's not dead i guess he certainly uh loses a lot of blood virtual blood yeah but if you die in yeah i guess they're not in redo anymore but i i think if they if he had died if he had like death rattled there he would be dead in real life oh i guess but he maybe was, yeah his like psychic self was swooped swooped up so it's possible that he's alive i don't know okay Fine. Everyone goes to meet fight regret now. Yep.
And regret is like, oh, thank God you arrived. Holy shit, he's dead? Whoa, thank God. She uh, like screams hell yeah when she hears uh -huh. She's like, she's I'm... been this like ominous re reserved figure with uh -huh. very little emotion, like a furtive smile this entire time. Uh-huh. Yeah, and she's like a 15-year-old? Is she that young? She's 12 or 15 are the two numbers in my head. I could be wrong, but... She's young. Maybe I'm thinking of when she started. So, Regret... Uh, she was 15, 14 when her mom left. Okay. So she's probably like 18. Okay. I did not read her as that old. Uh, she's very immature. So at some point, her mom left, and her dad just kind of stopped speaking to her. Uh-huh. And so she decided to, like, cosplay... 
not even cosplay, pretend role play uh-huh. as a virtual doll on the internet. Because, yeah, her mom was a musician, so she started singing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And she, yeah, she and, was she was a real shut-in. So she started uploading videos, and those started getting likes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, her dad got it in his head that the thing that she liked was being a virtual doll. Being God. And <laughs> to the lowly masses. Created this whole thing. Yeah, he, like, messaged her. She doesn't know Bluffman's her dad. Mm-hmm. He messaged her anonymously. And right. Like, I want right. to be your manager. Yeah. And, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Abused his power and influence to make her famous, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I don't remember exactly what happens in which order. But she's like, okay, please kill me. The only thing I can't do here is kill myself, so please kill me. Uh-huh. Protagonist walks over, tries to... And gets blasted yeah, back. Gets shot in the shoulders. Uh-huh. At like by like little little uh like laser cannons that pop up over Regret's shoulders. It would have been so sick if the protagonist was just booted out of that fight. Uh-huh. Just even just for the first phase while she recovered. Yeah. Uh would have been so sick because she's there great. the whole game. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Apparently the the wishes of the people who believe in regret because of everything that's happened and kudan whipping them up uh are forcing her into a defensive state even though she doesn't want to be Mm -hmm. so she's just like hovering in this like horrible like gun wing structure yeah it's like there's a cutscene where just like two little little like pea shooters pop up over her shoulders and then and then those are the ones that blast the protagonist back and then they just unfold into like gun walls. Uh-huh. Like half speaker, half gun, half wing. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And she's just like curled up nervously in the center, like kind of yelling and crying. Yeah, it's fast like this boss fight, she doesn't move at all. Well, she does oh, she doesn't physically move around the field. No. Uh but uh she like kinda like jerks around like a scared mouse. Uh-huh. And like screams occasionally. Yeah. And the the gun walls are the things that do all the fighting. Uh, So you beat her once. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, you beat her once. The the will of Redo isn't willing to let her go yet. Mm -hmm. You beat her again in a harder fight. Uh, She levels up a little. Uh Uh-huh. And then, yeah, it's it's over. The the will of the people fall, starts to fall apart because they think, lose track of her. Yeah. We forgot to say, she is the whiniest child I've ever met. She's like, so whiny. I understand. The way her sprites change from, like, the, the like, mysterious girl to, like, this big mouth, like, big eyes, like, <laughs> aren't I the victim, really? Yeah. It's like, yes, in some ways you are, like, yeah, you were taken advantage of by your dad, but also, like, you are a terrible person as well. <laughs> At no point is she willing to take responsibility for anything that happened. Yeah. It's yeah. like, no, you made a series of choices that got you here, girl. Like, yeah. This like, is why I I don't read her as being, like, too much of a teen, you know? Because uh-huh. it, it, it is very much like, hey, you fucked up, girl. Like, you are responsible for some of this. Uh-huh. Like, Bluffman is one who's been the driving force, but, like... When you got here, you became God, and you were too much of a fucking coward to do anything about it. Uh Uh-huh. Even though you didn't want to do all of these horrible things. Yeah. You can't just sit there passively while people do evil in your name. Uh Uh-huh. If you have some power to do something about it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think 
I think everyone except for Sasara is basically at like no fuck you. Everyone's like everyone is very much like this is what I got here for. This is what trapped me in this world. This is what has put me through all this emotional turmoil is this shitty kid throwing a tantrum. Uh-huh. And Sasara's like, well, we all make mistakes. <laughs> Cause it's too nice. Uh-huh. Sasara, I love you. I like I partially agree with Sasara. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I don't think that She's deserving of compassion. Yes. Certainly. She, she didn't want it to end up like this, but her not taking uh, responsibility for any of this is not the answer. Yeah, even now. Yeah, even now. Because, like, it, uh, everything spiraled out of control. But now that she's here, she's like, well, you have to save me because, like, really, I'm the wronged party here, you know? Uh-huh. And it's like, come on. You know, you know that it's not just everyone else was mean to you. Uh-huh. And she gets kind of, like, bratty when you say otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think, yeah. Key absorbs all of the popularity. Yeah, she, like, Right, right. You, you defeat Regret a second time. Uh-huh. And Key is like, okay, everyone, collective unconscious. I will, I will be, be the one. Like... It, it is not fair to put this responsibility onto a child. Uh-huh. Like, onto a human. Onto a human. No human but, can live up to the expectations yeah. of the world. But that's why Virtua Dolls aren't human. Yeah. And it just really positions them as being, like, all of the, the virtual world stuff aside, as being basically man-made deities. Yeah. As uh-huh. by design. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> it's fascinating. Yeah. Which is, like... I let's let's finish our kind of recap and then i I do want to talk a little bit about the game's like interest in fame and like what it means but um yeah he's kind of like all right i i i will take on humanity's like need to confide in in something and uh now that i have all that power i'm gonna send you all back yes so she saves all of those people who were melted down uh uh, and sends them back to their body before oh right the halfway point of between the two boss fights the new world starts to be born in like a city with like starts to grow around you in the void you know Mm -hmm. that's what the the in between is for also all of the like city skyscrapers are acting as amplifiers yeah it's it's, cool. it's a cool boss fight so yeah key sends everyone back starts to send everyone back and it's like you're never going to see me again yeah i wish i could at least you could hear my music but like we're not supposed to interfere with individual lives at all we didn't really talk about it but like key's arc is kind of starts at i don't understand humans at all mm-hmm. and gets to a point where she's like oh I can, with effort, I can put in effort to understanding how humans feel and think Uh and, like... Even if I will never be human. Yeah. Which is, like, yeah, it's nice that her arc ends with her, like, being like, yeah, I'm gonna be the human's, the the collective unconscious's therapist. Uh Uh-huh. It's it's an interesting bit, because a lot of times when you get a character like Ki, who is like, I'm not human, I don't understand humans... It ends with being like, actually, I was human the whole time. And Key mm-hmm. is very much not human. No. She is good at acting like one. Uh-huh. And she has emotions, clearly. But they're not like human emotions in no. some difficult-to-define way. Mm-hmm. They're not as loud as human emotions are. And they don't consume her in the same way, besides, apparently, rage towards regret. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Um, yeah. And then everyone goes back and they're still on wire together. Yeah, she left wire intact so uh-huh. that they can communicate. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and they all talk about like, hey, we should we should visit Sasara to meet her grandkids. Mm-hmm. And oh right, but first we have someone else we need to visit. Uh-huh. Everyone's go- planning on going to visit Marie in the hospital. It's a cute Which end. is gonna be probably a difficult uh visit. Yeah. She's going to be coming to terms, but uh-huh important yeah yeah they're all like various ages you know Mm -hmm. there's a middle schooler (laughs) gein is like 25 or something like that uh shota's in his 30s shota's in his 30s kobato's 20s late 20s late 20s um protagonist is you Uh uh-huh however old you are 29 Uh uh-huh kiriko is like 20s too i think yeah Uh uh-huh she might be young I think she's been out of the idol business for a couple of years. I think she's late 20s, right? Probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Gein's a little hesitant and is like, I can do this. I can do this. I can meet up with everyone. It's fine. Because he's only told um, the protagonist yeah. the key. Uh-huh. And that's where it ends. Yeah. You don't get this nice ending, <laughs> this like post-credit conversation between them in the uh, the other ending where Marie dies. No, and it makes sense because, like, that ending is kind of, like, it's an abrupt, uh, it's an abrupt ending. Mm-hmm. It's, like, suddenly, oh, we're back in the real world. Uh, this time... Also, it, they this might time, not be in a hurry to meet up and talk to each other after what uh-huh, they just did. Yeah, but, like, climbing the tower and uh, even, to some extent, Kudan's dungeon is, like, the characters being, like, oh this is gonna end soon huh mm-hmm. like we're almost there we should we should like make effort to like keep in touch and yeah. like even if we all look different and are different ages mm-hmm. we we still uh everyone here is important to me so mm-hmm. let's keep this going yeah it's cute yeah yeah good game that's Caligula effect <laughs>
we went on way too long yeah that's i more than two hours i think fuck we had that uh, we had a bunch of conversation about years so this might end up being like slightly less than two hours but Kaluga mm-hmm. effects just good is the thing like there's a lot to there's a lot to chew on yeah yeah there yeah, yeah. I think I really enjoyed I really enjoyed my time with it. And again, the the depth and compassion with which it portrays each of the main characters uh-huh. uh complemented by the like sheer breadth of and here are 250 other characters who each of them has their own regret and like mm-hmm. why they're here. God, I'm just yeah, a couple more of like thinking of the guy who uh like was an avid collector and one day his wife threw out all of his collections Mm -hmm. and his regret was like oh i should have done more collecting though uh Uh, it's just like yeah it's fun i think it is interesting i don't hmm, i don't know that i have like cogent things to say about it but Mm -hmm. the game is deeply interested in fan and and like famous person interaction yeah, yeah, yeah. and like what it means to be famous mm-hmm. what it means to have people who are fans of yours what what re- what relationship exists there and how important it is for those people who are famous to feel an obligation towards their fans uh-huh. like yeah it comes down to an interesting like humans aren't built to withstand fandom yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh like it's okay to want to create things but like the things that are done to people who are become famous and well known is horrible, and yeah. no human should have to go through that. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or even like it didn't sound like like Kiriko Kiriko does briefly talk about like yeah there were some creepy fans, mm-hmm. but that's not like primarily her mm-hmm. the thing that she was complaining about. It mm-hmm. really was like oh no, it was every part of my life was controlled. Yes, I didn't have any control of Mm -hmm. my own and the entertainment industry is evil is a uh a theory posited by caligula effect yeah and i think it is it is compassionate to both performers and also uh yeah she's a villain but like pandora is deeply sympathetic Mm -hmm. in terms of like yeah this it preys both ways right it takes advantage of performers and says like Uh here's how you have to live your life we yeah this is the the, uh this is exactly what you should do Mm -hmm. and also um looks at like kiriko Mm -hmm. or yeah sorry and also looks at pandora and says like and here is that effect on people who buy in yeah and that like it's not their fault really for buying in Uh because this is what they were sold they were sold like here is the perfect person to project all of your desires onto Uh uh-huh uh-huh uh, and they will never let you down. This is why I think that the next Caligula effect should be about VTubers. <laughs> yeah, that seems like the way that like, uh, what's it cover that does the Hololive EN and JP is this like management company that pretty much does, uh, does advertising and does a poor job of everything essentially. Uh-huh. Uh, and then when scandal happens, when, when something happens, uh that causes trouble for their performers they wash their hands of it uh-huh right and and they just don't want to get involved because they want to make the money off of them but not actually protect anyone involved and you end up in this weird position where vtubers are treated similarly to idols where you like i i know that cover like 
prevents VTubers under their, like, banner from doing streams with male, like, VTubers or uh, men in general because of, like, idol style, like, oh, are they dating? Are they dating? Uh-huh. Which gets hyped up by the the model, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, they should all be VTubers and the VTuber should be their stand. This is Caligula Effect 3. Please hire me. <laughs> I'll make it gayer if that's what you want. Uh-huh. I also can't help but read um, the the the. There's not that many queer people in this, but there are prominent queer people, mm-hmm. especially Gein. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't help but wonder if the scenario writer for Persona, renowned homophobic JRPG series, who is the lead writer for this, if this isn't like a reaction against that. I think, yeah, <laughs> it is like four and five are uh-huh. definitely like the ones that are famously homophobic. I think four. Yeah, there are there are like small side characters in five. There is one of the party members. You can't get around mm-hmm. how how I think. Yeah, four is a really interesting one because there are empowering queer readings of two characters, one who's a trans man, mm-hmm. one who's gay. Who, in fact, hey, those two will end up together if you don't romance uh-huh. one of them. And it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense because one of them's a trans man and the other one's gay. But, but you can also read it the other way. Of, yeah. Oh, well, that one's really a girl. And this one is pushing down the gay part of him. Yeah. So, of course, they'll end up together and they'll be straight. And that's fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. in the very persona way of like, here is your rebellious spirit. Uh, burn it out a little bit and calm down and then go back to normal well, again which is kind of why i want to i want to pin that on four and five yes yes i think three is three is interesting because it's like it's much more a game about loss than <laughs> anything like yeah there's a there's a uh one of the party members has his girlfriend die Mm-hmm. and then like he has to keep living with mm-hmm. that and like keep going and it's a game about the end of the world and um fighting against like oblivion mm-hmm. yeah but four and five are yeah, yeah. i have a soft so, spot for a lot of like it, it yeah i played five i enjoyed it i don't like the message that it's uh no it's saying. Yeah. yeah yeah i think it's a fundamentally flawed uh plot written by people who are not good people necessarily yeah i think so, four yeah. is four is interesting because it is like yeah, i can only speak to five really it is fundamentally like textually it is about hey you have to accept like other parts of you it's just that they don't get that that means that uh kanji is gay uh-huh and that naoto is a trans man <laughs> they're like you have to un- accept those parts of you that are different from society so that you understand them and can better uh push them down yeah (laughs) so you can better put them away like your little children's toys so you can grow up and be a productive member of society (laughs) yeah i think that is that is where they end up i think like there are other characters who it's like oh no you have to understand and like incorporate that into who Uh you are yes Uh but it is it is notable that queerness is the thing that like you have to file away yeah yeah mm-hmm. i'm not saying that i'm not saying that these readings are not correct uh-huh. it's more just like yeah. they you can't they, get something out of it if you're patient is basically yeah and they they wrote an incredibly empowering queer story and then thought it was a like extremely a like morality tale about how queerness is bad yeah uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so yeah i can't i can't help but read this partially as like oh 
this person was not part of Persona during that time period, mm-hmm. right? And so has gone on to make things with really interesting and good queer characters. Yeah, I like Gene's great. I can't overstate. Gene is one of the best ri- like trans characters uh, I've seen written outside of like things written independently by trans people. I was I was also surprised. Like, yeah, not that I wouldn't have been happy to see a trans man mm-hmm. narrative, but like I was really overjoyed with how how they wrote him as non-binary. Yeah. And like also that's the Because it immediately his, complicates it, right? Yeah. The way that cis people write about trans people is often like, well, you're one or the other, and I just happen to be born in the wrong body. And Gein's like, no, 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 gender's a fucking mess, let me tell you. <laughs> uh-huh. It's uh, fucked up in here. I like legitimately cried during uh-huh. two of Gein's scenes. Um because it's like one was he is so supportive and helpful uh-huh. and like damn i really wish i had someone like that in my life when uh-huh. i was coming out but also because of how yeah how relatable it was for Gein to be like well i tried this body and this also feels like garbage mm-hmm. what am i supposed to do uh-huh, uh-huh. his yeah his regret is gender essentialism yeah uh i think his the final there's a there's yeah you you the combat portion you get like um basically equipment that you can slot and then if you if you fight enough with that equipment the passive on it will be just like you can you can equip it to yourself without that equipment's like slotted so you can then uh, add new equipment and uh gain those passives and gein has a passive called dysphoria <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. on one of his weapons which is like yeah damn damn, damn dude me too <laughs> uh-huh uh, yeah good game good game we love doing rankings here and i'm curious this is gonna i think then that we should just release this episode as is because it's essentially a short episode if you don't listen to this bit it's yeah essentially two episodes yeah you want to do ratings uh yeah of all the characters uh yeah including musicians let's do musicians are such a different thing you want to rank them i want to rank rank go home club and then rank musicians and regret are we ranking the protagonist no i think we should even if she'll end up pretty low just because of one specific thing about her and it's her stress move oh yeah key as part of the go home club yeah all right are we doing from worst to best Worst to best. Uh, what do you want to start with? Shota. Wait, no, no. What do we want to start with? Uh, musicians or Shota? You want to start with the uh, protagonist? Shota's probably my worst, like, character overall. Yeah, that's fair. Shota is there's one fun. He has one bit, and that's that he can't make a decision to save his life. Mm-hmm. And the funniest part of it is when he's trying to decide on a juice in a vending machine, <laughs> and there's a kid behind him heckling him. Uh-huh. About what a shithead he is. That part is like on the verge of tears. That's very funny. It rules. It's also kind of fun to early on in his story where he's like, uh, I can't decide what movie to go to. I can't decide what food to get. And the protagonist uses it to bully him into buying her food and movies uh-huh. with no romantic romantic vibe at all. No. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy me food and I'll tell you what food to get. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's good. Uh, his story is just such a big like it's oh boohoo i'm a cop and i pointed my gun at someone and shot 
and they died and I feel bad about it. Like, oh, uh-huh. yeah, you don't point a gun at someone unless you're willing to kill them. Yeah. I don't feel bad for cops. Nope. Grow up to be a different person. Yeah. Don't be a cop. Uh-huh. I guess the only good cop is an ex-cop, but the thing is that he never at any point says, like, the fact that I was a cop and had the power to end someone's life was wrong. Uh-huh. Anyway. Number nine. Ryoto. Kobato. Yeah. Kobato's bit got one bit, too, but it's a funnier bit, and I think that his story is, like, moving, you know? Yeah. A, a I think bit. this is where, like... They're all bangers after Shota is the thing. Mm. <laughs> I would not say Ryoto's is a banger no you're right but like they're all at least good yeah you know at yeah. least interesting i would say there's something to chew on besides uh at least with your ryotos i can look at it and be like yeah i understand that like i had someone in high school tell me i was like oh maybe i'll like go into poli sci mm-hmm. they're like you're too smart for that you should do this other thing mm-hmm. i was like oh okay i guess as it turns out they were right i would have hated politics yeah um but like that kind of oh you have to make decisions very early on arc what fens kudan arc uh you have to make decisions very early on in your life as to what you're going to do for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. and like i don't i'm not like a genius i'm not some no magical person i you're smart though maybe ended up in a an equally bad field in tech but uh-huh. yeah there's an element of like oh yeah th- i i could be doing more for people if i wasn't uh-huh. doing the thing that i'm doing now uh-huh. and i don't know i have i have feelings about that but yeah that's fair but also he's so abrasive he's pretty abrasive. i just don't enjoy him very much i like his little cherry blossom on his tie uh-huh <laughs> kabuto is my number eight. Kabuto. Kaba- Koba- Kobato. 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 Is uh, Ryu- or number seven. Ryuto is my... Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Number seven. There are nine characters, right? Oh, and Key. Right, I'm missing Ryu- Key. Yeah. So, Ryu- or Kobato is my number eight. Uh-huh. Ryuto is my number eight. Uh, Kobato, yeah. Kobato, has, he's has one bit, but also... I think his story of I liked seeing him go from just unrestrained anger mm-hmm. at Key for a I would say a pretty valid reason, mm-hmm. even if she wasn't the one who caused this, like uh-huh. uh uh yeah, to yeah. like him kind of realizing and dealing with that and saying like no, me just being angry at the world isn't going to solve anything. He like, maybe most of all has a reason to be mad at regret. You know what yeah, I mean? Uh-huh. Because, like, oh, she's so sh- shitty. <laughs> she sucks so much. All of this just for that. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And, like, I have a lot of respect for Kobato specifically for telling Marie when mm-hmm. no one else would. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Because, like, of course he did. Because he also, ha- he his problems were, like, theoretically temporary but he has like long-term disability because of his like five-year coma uh-huh you know what i mean so uh-huh. of course he'd be like how what the fuck do you mean you're not gonna tell her you know? uh-huh so i respect that ryuto uh i've talked about the things that i like about ryuto uh-huh. you know i think he's an interesting character you uh-huh. know he's a kid he's just a kid he's such a kid uh-huh but also yeah yeah he's a kid who is uh yeah 
all of his problems are not he's 15 mm-hmm. some of them are like oh yeah yeah those are relatable even yeah. to me now as a 30 year old the thing that makes him palatable to me is that he is a kid you know yeah. uh-huh mm-hmm. even if he has real adult problems too mm-hmm. number seven the protagonist are is that your number seven I'm trying to, yeah, yeah. I think the protagonist is number seven. The protagonist, uh, every every character has like a super move that they can use called a stress move, mm-hmm. and the protagonist is a series of like sick nice knife tricks and jumps that ends with her like completely flat affect high five and cute uh key. And it's both of very them, good. Both of them have the deadest eyes I've yeah, ever yeah, yeah. seen. Just the most like, like we don't need to make a big deal about it. Yeah, it was fucking sick. <laughs> I would say, uh, I feel nothing <laughs> as the, like the two of them just staring dead into each other's eyes, feeling nothing as they, as they high five. My vibe is like, I showed up at the Olympics and won. What of it? <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. It wasn't a big deal. <laughs> it's a great uh, thing. Yeah. The protagonist is, she's got these like cool black gloves and, uh, and burnt up sleeves for her catharsis effect and uh-huh. knives and it's just she looks cool yeah she always looks cool yeah and yeah she's a bit of a dipshit but <laughs> she's a, a one who cares about her friends yeah very much a self-insert like yeah i think a lot, of, a lot of a lot of stuff that we play and talk about has much more developed main characters yeah. like even blue reflection one and two that we're playing we're playing two now uh both of those, those have, girls like, are very defined yeah. like here is a character you happen to be controlling her yeah um versus the protagonist is a hundred percent like a self you uh-huh. i like the moment at the beginning of the game where you can turn back and talk to regret before you go into redo mm-hmm. and she's like oh no, no one else has ever shown concern for me before that's weird oh uh-huh that's a sweet moment. Yeah. Even if she ends up not being the tragic figure I expected her to be. Well, she is kind of, but like uh-huh. also dip uh, shithead. Number six. <clears throat> you say it first. No. Don't be influenced by me. I have go. mine written down. You're coming up with these off the fly, top of your head. I think it's Kiriko. It's Kiriko. My, I love she has a strong start and doesn't really do much else yeah. for the lot of the game. So I, that that's my thing is that she plays. I think she is Pandora is Pandora and Kiriko are my favorite like musician um, go home club pair. And the problem is is that Kiriko just isn't as nearly as good without Pandora there to play off of. Uh huh. And or and or they don't feel like they know as much what to do with her. Yeah. She's got a good um, vibe. She's kind of exhausted. There's a great scene with her and Shota where Shota's like, like telling her off for all the rules that she's breaking. And he's like dyeing your hair. And she's like, I didn't dye my hair. And he's like, yes, you did. Show me your student handbook that has your picture in it. And she shows him that and that page is missing. And he's like, okay, well, no. that's another rule. She, Yeah. She shows him her student handbook and she has black hair and that in that photo oh does she and then and then he's like yeah oh right it's the it's the and then he's like yeah dying there was some other rule that he's like that's against the rules and she's like 
my student handbook doesn't say it is. Because that page that says you can't dye your hair is missing, okay, which yeah. she claims is, uh, th- they just gave me the handbook this uh-huh. one. I don't know what you're talking about. I think she also does claim still that she's not dyeing her hair now and uh-huh. that she dyed her hair in the picture uh-huh. or something like that, which is a lie. But um, it's a good exchange. And then she's he's like getting worked up and she's like, well, time for me to go and she walks away (laughs) uh yeah she's really fun Mm -hmm. um i think part of it is also like i yeah i'm not i don't even like follow streamers or vtubers or whatever Mm -hmm. so like i don't have a i don't have a relation to idol culture at all i follow i like watch a lot of vtubers at this point but i'm not I'm not an idol fan in that way. I'm yeah. not like that worked up about any. And so I think like if I was more immersed in that or had alternatively had more of her perspective on fame of like people depending on me in that oh. way, I think I might have liked her story more. But like, again, her interactions with Pandora are always like the two of them are just incredible. That's Yuri. Yeah, it's Yuri, Ben. Mm-hmm. It's Yuri tea time. God damn it. We can't keep doing this. The problem with splitting up podcast recordings uh-huh. is that I come back and I have a full second wind. And then so it's like suddenly this file, this project has six hours of audio in it. And it's like, how did that happen? Uh-huh. We, we did too much of a beat by beat is the thing. We have put almost as much into this as we are going to for the, for the Fate Extra episode. <laughs> we're going to go more in depth. I know, but we're closer to that than we should be, Ben. <laughs> I mean, I am already planning one of these for uh, Blue Reflection too. Um, that I think we can we can probably five five. We have to go faster. Marie Key. I think it's probably Marie Key. I like Key a lot. She doesn't. She her like story is like fun. She's a great character. She makes great noises. Uh, I don't like her design so much. Yeah, uh, she's just overshadowed fine. by uh, better girls in my book yeah you don't like it as much when girls are the joker oh yeah you're right that okay yeah no you're right key is key is this one oh damn. i think she's very funny the she's very her, funny. her sticking her head out of the protagonist's chest the every once in a while animation for that is really <laughs> incredible just like her face and her little hands sticking out of the protagonist's uh-huh. tummy is it's great uh the way that she doesn't walk anywhere she floats she just kind yeah. of like she'll stand places and then to get anywhere she hops up floats to where she wants to go and plops back down again mm-hmm. it's great the noises that she makes oh perfect um okay then number four marie marie mine is gene oh mm-hmm. huh. uh marie i had a really hard time not placing gene higher so this is like the lines are getting very very thin uh-huh here. yeah i would say for sure gene almost think, ended up three for me based on what ben has said i may have liked marie more had i not done that uh like two-thirds of the way through ending where you yeah. kill her because it does kind of lay out everything it like speed runs her yeah. um it speed runs parts of her uh whatchamacallit her like side story yeah and, there's a good creeping horror to her yeah where you're like 
what's up with you? Uh huh. <laughs> and if you do the wicked ending, it's just like, oh no, no, no. Here is what I am exactly. Yeah. Uh huh. And if you don't do that, she just there's just like the looming shadow of wicked over her the whole time, and you never see it. Yeah, I will say wicked's design is cool as hell and like great expressions on that girl. i'm really glad that i did those two boss fights because yeah, like yeah. they're really fun um uh-huh. but yeah i do wish i'd kind of not known because because those those bits landed more as like oh yeah i see where you're going rather than like ooh, this is a fun mystery that we're uh-huh. getting like more pieces to um which is like yeah i don't know mm-hmm. we spoilers are interesting i sometimes i don't care most of the time it's like i i have more enjoyment from uh i or yeah in this case specifically i would have had more enjoyment from the creeping mystery of like okay i know some of what she's going through slash has been through slash like who she is but i don't know all of it and like i need more pieces uh as opposed to just having it be out there and like yeah here is uh here's everything gein number four four for me gein is gein is the best uh dude best friend since arihiko yeah Uh uh-huh gein is a treasure uh he's trying way too hard (laughs) i'm glad he collects sneakers Mm -hmm. (laughs) he collects sneakers and caps Uh uh, and i'm just i really want good things for him He's very cool. His like peace sign pose when he does a stress move is cool. Yep. His heels that he bops around on, has fun with, is cool. Uh-huh. Great time. I also Co- he is the one of the reasons that I can't hate like dislike Kobato more is just his relationship with Kobato because Kobato is just like yeah you're a cool dude man and they, like Gein is constantly like. I think he's a nice guy. Uh-huh. I I promise he's not that bad. He just sound he just comes off really bad, but he's really a nice guy. Uh-huh. And he's right. Uh it's just having someone stick stick up for Kobato is is good for Kobato. Yeah. Mhm. Cuz Kobato never really crosses the line into being an actually like a character who would drag Gigin down. Mhm. Number 3. Wait, oh yeah, okay. I think this is Gein for me. Sasara for me. Oh. It was neck and neck uh-huh. for the two of them. Uh, Gein is great. Sasara rules. Uh, yeah, again, the like, I talked at length about it when we talked about him in the main bit of this, but his, yeah, he's an incredibly relatable trans person. Yeah. In, which is like not something I expect to see no. very much. Outside of thing, indie games written yeah. by trans people. Which is, yeah. Even that's hit or miss sometimes uh-huh. because trans people have different experiences than you. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, yeah, my experiences are obviously different uh, from Gein's coming at it from some of the different, some different directions. Yeah. Uh, and like also have come to some, yeah, but like some of the same conclusions, some different, but uh-huh. it's just like, oh yeah, this was an incredibly compassionate and relatable experience mm-hmm. that I was just not expecting no. in this yeah. game. <laughs> not not to say that I was expecting transphobia, mm-hmm. but I wasn't like going into this being like, oh yeah, there's going to be a trans character whose backstory makes me sob. Yeah, yeah. You'd for like, for like, like happy, like, oh, I'm so glad for him tears. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Sasara, I am 
ever a sucker for a character who has to or has come to terms with their own death. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? She's like a tragic character, not in the sense of tragedy, but in the sense of the tragedy of humanity. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. And it's really like her perspective is one that we don't all... Her age gives weight to her perspective in a way that anime does not always let you do, right? Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of times you'd be like, yeah, I understand death. I'm 20 years old, maybe. Maybe I'm 15. I totally get it, you know? Or you're 17 and your name is Tonoshiki. Tonoshiki, yeah. But, like, it's different for her to be at the end of her life, Uh you know? And, like, looking back on it with a smile, you Mm -hmm. know? It's really, it's a really sweet story. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm glad that she got to have another adventure, even if it took her away from her family for a mm-hmm. while. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Great girl. Oh, she's definitely incredible. made me cry. Uh huh. Uh huh. Again, I'm a big sucker for death. Uh huh. Number two, Nico Marie. Uh, I love it, Ben. Yes. When a twin has to take over the persona of her other twin <laughs> it rules thing. <laughs> um i love and yeah i love kohaku i love hisui mm-hmm. and in some ways nico is a combination of both of them uh-huh. because she has she has hisui's like survivor's guilt uh-huh. of like I didn't die, and maybe I should have been the one who did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nico was a better person. Um, but also is like, yeah, is just trying so hard to do her best, mm-hmm. and it's just not good enough. Yeah. Um, Marie, I love it when girls are the Joker. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's, I think she's an interesting character as one who has just had a bad time of it, and her solution was, I'm going to lash out as much as possible and not go quietly. Mm-hmm. I like that bit of her character. She's like, I'm not going to let anyone forget I'm here until the moment my heart stops beating. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great like vibe for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't Marie. Um, the Marie that you spend time with in the game being so subdued. It's like it's not Gap Moe, but it's Gap Moe, right? <laughs> like her coming to terms with like the horror that she could be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is really interesting. Just like, I'm also a sucker for characters who have to come to terms with the fact that they're maybe a worse person than they thought they were. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, having to be like, I want to do good things, but there is gravity pulling me towards something not good. Mm-hmm. And I have to come to terms with that and learn how to live with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love Marie. Love Marie. Also, the fact that she doesn't have hands inside the sleeves when she's doing her catharsis effect is sick. Yeah. I think, yeah, like really, aside from aside from the three boys who are my bottom three, like all of these are bangers. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, I think her, I like her catharsis effect the most. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Just, again, the, the sleeves thing is like a small detail, but it's sick. <laughs> Nico's might be my favorite. It's just so I, creepy. I don't love the design of the baby, but I love the, the vibe of it. Yeah. Right? Like the the hands covering her mouth. Uh huh. Uh-huh. The speak no evil. Uh huh. Speaking of number one, Sasara, Nico. <laughs> uh, 
Sasara, yeah, I think everything you said is true. Mm-hmm. Rude of you to call me out for being 29 years old and being like, yeah, I understand death. <laughs> I've accepted it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, I think I, I vibe with her. Yeah, I vibe with her like, yeah, I've lived a good life. Mm-hmm. And like. Not I am, without strife is an important thing. Yeah. Like she doesn't talk about it much, but she definitely gets like, hey. You all are, in, she's an important perspective for the other characters because she's like, hey, you're all going through something, but you you have your life ahead of you and you can do things with that life. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's yeah. a real positive influence in a group of like depressed 20-somethings. She's also just a joy, like even before you know who she is in the real world, mm-hmm. it's just so much fun watching her like wandering around handing out hard candies to uh-huh. people and like struggling just, with her cell phone yeah caring for everyone yeah uh she's just a real compassionate person yeah she's completely unselfish to a fault yeah yeah uh-huh which is yeah i love i love her i love her character she's great mm-hmm. uh yeah i just i'm i am a real nico appreciator is surprise, surprise, that the lover of uh, Kahaku is also an appreciator of Nico. Big sucker for this kind of character, too. But the thing is that these are all, like, neck and neck. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah. Nico yeah. wins because, of course, she does for me. But I just... Yeah, there's something about people who have to be people that they're not mm-hmm. uh, that I really enjoy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And she's... Again, it's it's this like like Marie, the the creeping horror realization of what she what is going on with her. The mm-hmm. fact that she was convinced that she was Nico. Uh-huh. The fact that she disappears for those days and then comes back and tries to pretend that everything's fine as she slowly breaks down. Well that that her regret is not like my sister died, it's I couldn't be my sister. Yeah. And well, like I that I stood up for myself. Mm-hmm. That I tried to convince my parents that I wasn't my sister. I couldn't lie good enough. Well, yeah, but not even like she wasn't even trying to lie. Yeah, uh-huh. She was just saying like, "No, no, mom, dad, that's not who I, I am." I guess that's yeah, that's the thing is I couldn't be a liar for my parents. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and so she turns into the biggest liar of all. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I love it. I love it when a girl has to spin lies and like uh-huh. hates herself. <laughs> I wish, I wish that her story had been more tied into the dungeon because, yeah. like, I think that that's like Kiriko is perfect. Like Kiriko and Pandora is m- far and away my favorite pair yeah. because, like, the Pandora important part her. of Kiriko's character is said, uh huh, and that and they get to play with that like really explicitly. And everyone else kind of has to tiptoe around it a little. Yeah, yeah. The 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 private story things are are kind of fun, uh, but like it's so easy to get locked out of people's stories and have uh-huh. to reload a save or redo the whole thing, and it's a big pain in the ass. I wish it would be nice to have those as like dealing with the aftermath of the cho- of the reveals. Yeah, but I do wish that it, they were just tied into the plot a little better. Mm-hmm. Except maybe Geens could be locked behind his thing because it is kind of, it works best for me that you can get locked out of these so easily when it's Geen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because his is so personal. Uh Uh-huh. Well, this is probably just because I'm trans. (laughs) But also I think, yeah, yeah. 
I think that there are others that are like, it is easier to talk around or like apologize for making a, a faux pas there yeah. than it is with Geens where it's like, it's real easy to just say like, oh yeah, but you're like my dude, bro. Right? Like, yeah. Or, or like, oh, but I like you like you are now. And it's like, well, that's not really what he needed to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he needed to hear that, like, who he is as a person, not what he looks like, yeah. is, like, what's important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's go through the musicians quick. Yep. Uh, number nine, Luffman. Oh, okay. Uh, number eight, Mukun. <laughs> Ah, uh, Bluffman. Uh huh. Yeah, not very. Yeah. I, uh, as a pair, it's fun that they <laughs> stabbed each other. Uh huh. Uh, stabbed him, but that's really the only moment. Yeah. Number seven, Machina. I, just, I like the tower a lot. The tower is what makes Bluffman better because it's like technically his dungeon. He's just such a shithead. Yeah, he sucks. Uh Machina. Machina is number seven. Uh a ca- a character who is afraid to die. That would normally be food for me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. I get it. I get Machina. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that <laughs> I don't like the framing of him being, uh, oh, he's just scared to die because he's a little kid. Yeah. You know what? Death is fucking scary and it's a lot of work to overcome that. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, and then he's just kind of like a deus ex machina. Uh-huh. Get it? Uh. <laughs> Number six, Doctor. Cranker? You like Probably. Crank less than Doctor? I think so. You just think Doctor's hot. Doctor's a little hot. He's got like an undercut shaved head with a snake tattoo. The thing is, is he's very much like... He's I'm, a grim, dour guy. I'm kind of rating these on how much I like them as a villain. Uh-huh. And Doctor's great for that. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just... He sucks so much. Even he sh- he helps the party out for a long while and gives them a bunch of information and is still just the shittiest dude you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and... Um, whatchamacallit? And uh, Ryuto have an interesting back and forth where he's like ryuto is just like you're such a fucking child and i'm uh-huh. 15 <laughs> you know what i mean uh-huh your doctor's a fun villain yeah yeah I, it's like crank I, it's not my cup of tea but i understand why you want to fuck that doctor that bad the uh-huh. brooding like sexy man yeah, yeah sure i get it number five crank doctor <laughs> um i like her the things that i like about crank are the the like way that she puts on this like very delicate girl act and then when it it's unveiled she turns into a berserker rage and just beats the shit out of you it is true it's a good bit. that she has a significant number of like incredible just evil smirk sprites uh-huh the yeah yeah she's yeah. great i and i again i do like the framing of her as this like delicate porcelain doll and then she's like no fuck that uh-huh. no uh-huh yeah number four kudan um let's, wait who do we have left kudan, kudan regret pandora, pandora and qp yeah yeah kudan kudan uh i don't can't stand her she's a she's a great villain in that she just makes you angry to look at and listen uh-huh. to her and I, uh, I like her outfit she looks uh She's one of the better musician designs. Yeah. But yeah, she sucks to 
I like I like a lot of the choices that they made mm-hmm. that made me dislike her. Yeah. Of like, oh yeah, she's constantly talking in sayings. Uh-huh. Of like, so oh yeah, and proverbs. And it's just like stop. Uh-huh. Um Yeah. But and, and, and she has some good sprites. Yeah. But not yeah, yeah. she's not the it's the top it's of an the... interesting bit where like a stutter is such a small thing, it sounds mm-hmm. like, but for her it you can't be a politician with a stutter and be the have the kind of power that she wants to have but also it's fucked that you want that kind of power you loser what do yeah. you what do you want to do with it have it uh-huh it's just a she's just a terrible person uh-huh number 3 qp regret regret i really i love i adore regret's design Uh uh-huh i love the reveal of like oh she's actually a child Uh who's being put up to this um i don't think that and this is like true of a lot of true of a lot of the musicians is that like and some of the protagonists or some of the go home club to some extent is like Mm -hmm. they just don't get enough time yeah um and so, like, regret shows up at the beginning, and then in the middle, she, and then she kinda, like hang. She's hanging out sometimes, but she doesn't say much. Yeah. to other musicians, um, which is like kind of makes sense because it's like really Bluffman is using her, um, and she doesn't always. Yeah, yeah. It it does. The game does foreshadow that Bluffman is actually the like evil mastermind, pretty well. Um, but I just don't think that she gets enough time to like, uh elevate her to uh top top two qp is a fun a fun girl to uh-huh. be around she's so she's got great sprites she's yeah just awful also she sucks so much. like i get it she and now that i know that she's like a late 20s dental assistant who just wants to not have to work so hard anymore i get it i uh-huh. get it girl she's cool i like her yeah i'm glad that she like completely betrays the musicians in the end uh-huh. i wish that she could fight with you but yeah not how it goes just awful girl number two uh pandora qp regret i like is your number one regret is my number one i have reasons for it huh. pandora the thing about pandora is that again n- not nearly enough time yeah if her and kiriko ha- this is why I wish the musicians could join your team, uh-huh. actually, because her and Kiriko having to like hang out would be sick. Oh, that would be incredible. I think I I adore QP. Uh, it, yeah, I went in an arc with QP that went from before she comes out as a musician mm-hmm. being like, oh, weird that she has sprites and most of them kind of look evil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to her being a musician, and I was like, oh, you suck, and maybe not in a fun way, to, oh, no, you're terrible, you're the worst girl in the world, I love you. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, QP's great. Uh-huh. She sucks so much. She's such an awful, like, I get it, I don't know that this is the way to go about it. <laughs> no it's not you can't use other people's lives as a dating service uh-huh number one fan pandora tell me about pandora so i think it is like a lot of this is just her dungeon feels like it is early on and so it almost feels like oh they finished they had time to finish this one and have like multiple interactions between kiriko and pandora and like really dive in and then some of the later dungeons it kind of feels like 
they were like uh we're running out of time and we have to uh-huh. release this game so we're gonna have a boss fight and like a long conversation before that but other than that not really that much mm-hmm. um and so like she feels like the best realization of um aside from maybe regret uh-huh uh she feels like the best realization of uh like that character uh like really coming through in the entire dungeon mm-hmm. and i just yeah. definitely also the most yuri yeah yeah huh? she does win the award for most yuri uh-huh. uh although the incredible box art of the soundtrack that you can find of uh regret clinging to key as they both fall is very good <laughs> i can't find a high-res version of it but it's good vibes oh the fact that uh singy is also regrets theme song uh-huh Oh, yeah, this rules. <laughs> I was real worried they were going to be sisters, but couldn't be further from it. Oh, my God, that's incredible. Let me tell you about Regret. Yeah. I knew that Regret was going to be a tragic figure the whole time, and I laughed and was smiling the whole time through her, like, weird turn into Brat. Uh-huh. It was fascinating. She is the most, like, incredibly deflating villain which this whole game is like the the villains are complicated right and they're all just kind of hurt people so you get to the end the like unequivocally evil character is bluffman and regret is just everyone hates her so much for what they've been put through you know what i mean uh-huh and for her to just be this like sniveling coward of a girl who just wants everyone to like say no no it's okay it's just a fascinating way for the game to end the way that everyone looks at her and is like how the fuck am i supposed to feel about this Uh uh-huh it's just such a good vibe for an ending Mm -hmm. it like undercuts the catharsis of the whole thing in a way that i really appreciate Uh uh-huh 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 um yeah yeah i yeah i think i both wish that she had kind of been more a part of the game Mm mm-hmm kind of throughout yeah yeah. i think she would have landed top she definitely like loomed throughout but we yeah character yeah the looming was enough for me i think because she couldn't say too much without giving away the game basically yeah i guess that's the problem is if you're gonna do that reveal like she can't really be a part of the the game until that i wish she had made a couple more pitches yeah to to the protagonist to join her Uh uh-huh yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah great great villain oh yeah because she's not a villain yeah um, and and yet <laughs> uh-huh and yet she shot the protagonist at the end uh-huh <sighs> yeah um that was way too long fan uh-huh it sure was that's Caligula effect i don't really know why we did this we're not waypoint radio <laughs> but <laughs> i had fun Sometimes we I mean, want to talk about things that aren't fate. Yeah. And sometimes we want to talk about them for two and a half hours as if they were fate. Yeah. That really was two and a half hours, huh? Yep. So much for that short episode, fan. Yeah. What a good game. Great game. I'm glad that... But, I I just, like, sometimes I need a chance to, like, sit down and hash through something that uh-huh. we just played and... We're not going to do this for every game that we play together, but... Just the good ones. Most of them, actually, because most of the games that we play are probably going to be (laughs) fate-related. Um, Um, yeah. 
catch us next time talking about Grand Belm in too much detail. I don't think that that's going to go as long. No, 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 no. There are just, just not as much. There are some of sick it. highs that I want to uh, that I want to highlight on in we'll that talk, show. But. Grand Belm will fit into a Yuri Tea Time. Yeah, not this uh, Yuri Tea Time LP. Yuri Feast. Yuri Tea Time EX. Yuri Banquet Time. Yuri Tea Time parentheses Ultimate. Champions Valhalla Yuri Tea. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> One day, let's meet in the... No, no, we already did that halfway through the episode. That's not what we say after this. We just say something different. What if you just cut Uh, me off mid-sentence? I hope your tea stays. I hope your tea is still warm. Uh, It's not after that, Fat. No. Yeah, I think we can be informal about this because the episode end already happened, right? No one's going to listen to this, are they? I'm sure a couple people will. Okay. I hope they do. Uh-huh. All right. Goodbye.
何かの後悔を捨てた後悔が鍵穴を刺して